This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome everybody to our show for this Friday. We've got a we've got a blockbuster of a show planned for you. Mayor Pro Tem Peter Sforsbein has agreed to drop by and talk to us about uh, a complaint he filed against the mayor, Oscar Leeser. Um, yeah, we, you know, there was a, there was a lot to it. it he says, uh, Sforsbein says that Mayor Leeser physically threatened him mm-hmm. at a February 1st meeting. Well, this all started with Tommy, Go- uh, our city manager, Tommy Gonzalez's contract extension. And what happened afterwards in the city council vote and the the mayor's following yeah, Well, this this whatever this February first incident happened long before the Tommy Gonzalez contract dispute. So. Well, I'm just saying that's what set it off. The, the the dispute is what set it off, and that's what I hope Peter is going to come by for is to help kind of lay out the timeline. Sure. All right, things. yeah. So the city council has voted twice to uh, extend Tommy Gonzalez, who's the city manager, extend his contract. Mayor Leeser has vetoed it twice. And I don't know what the rule is on how long they can go back and forth vetoing and then overriding vetoes. So for that reason and others, uh, Mayor Pro Tim Peter Sforsbein is going to be dropping by the studio later today. Comedian BT, who I've known for a long time. In fact, we went to competing high schools at the same time. BT is at the El Paso comic strip this week. So I didn't know BT out. was in his 60s. BT, absolutely not uh, in his 60s. I he think wouldn't he was, look it, right? I know. BT looks great. BT, BT always looks great. As do I, right? Mm. Oh, bud. As do I. You oh, guys can go buzz. ahead and say it. Oh, oh honey. Oh, honey. Uh, Britney Spears got married <laughs> yesterday to her boyfriend, but there was drama Woo! as her first husband, not K-Fed, the one before that, Jason Alexander, not George Costanza. Okay, thank you. Different dude. <laughs> Tried to crash the party, and I guess he live-streamed it he the did. whole time. Eventually, police had to be called. There was security. Uh, we've got audio of that coming up. Thank God. Brittany is now uh, married again. Is she going to take her uh, fiance's name? Is she going to be Brittany Ascari? I, you know, maybe officially, but I'm sure that you know the Britney Spears brand is too big for that. So. Uh, I don't know if this is a bad sign for the second uh, for this new marriage, but here's the song that Britney walked down the aisle to. <laughs> uh, there you go. It's the part I meant to play. <laughs> so we'll have some uh, audio. Britney Spears' first husband, she was only married to for 50 hours. Right. Before the marriage was annulled. K-Fed. No. That's the second husband. God dang it. Get this straight. (laughs) The first one was a childhood friend. Think about this for a second. So she married him in Vegas. They, it sounds like they made her annul the marriage. This was before the conservatorship. But then they were cool with the whole K-Fed thing. And by they, I guess I mean her father, her management team, or whatever. Right. If you're a, this Jason Alexander who married Brittany before K-Fed, and you see K-Fed, 
aren't you like, wait a minute, that guy's preferable to me? <laughs> this backup dancer who looks like he'll sell you a dime bag on a street corner is a better <laughs> option than, than I, Brittany's childhood friend, Jason Alexander, who never appeared on Seinfeld, a different <laughs> Jason Alexander. <laughs> Um, if you want to give us a call this morning, let me make sure you've got our number handy. And you won't want to have this number handy if you want to win some prizes. we got WWE tickets Woo! for the event uh, coming up. The women's uh, champion, Charlotte Flair, is going to be there. Tag Woo! team champions of the Usos, Ronda Rousey, is going to be there this Saturday. Confirmed. Yeah, confirmed that Ronda Rousey is going to be there at the Pan Am Center. Uh, Xavier Woods and many other of uh, the stars of WWE SmackDown are going to be at the Pan Am Center, so you'll want this number when we give those tickets away. And we've got one final pair of win them before you can buy them tickets for Lamb of God. Those tickets go on sale later this morning at 10 a.m., so we'll give away one more pair of win them before you can buy them tickets. Uh, be ready to use this number. If you want to talk to us or play a contest or uh, le- whatever you want to do, this is the number to use. The KLAQ studio line, 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. We'll put you right in touch with the Buzz Adams Morning Show. The Mayor Pro Tem is dropping by. Comedian BT is going to be coming by a little bit later. Let's go around and find out what else we're talking about today. Joanna Entertainment News. Other than mm-hmm. Britney's uh, wedding and all the first husband drama, <laughs> what else do you have coming up today on entertainment news? Um, are you gay and yeah. do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> yeah, both of those. Things. Both of them. Well, yeah. Kristen Stewart <laughs> wants to work with you for a new reality show she's producing called that she's calling the most gayest, most funnest, most titillating queer ghost hunting show ever. Fernando Cuevas. <laughs> Somebody needs to to Somebody get Ferdy. Get on it, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is she putting out a call for all gay ghosts or just gay ghost hunters? Gay ghost hunters. Okay. Here, this is uh, this is what it sounds like when Ferdy used to go through our haunted house. What? <laughs> 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 it's beeped. beeped. It's beeped. Settle down there. Got my heart. <laughs> but I, I just think the fact that nobody has put Fernie on a reality show of some kind, whether it's hunting <laughs> ghosts or looking for love or, or pretending, li- pretending, living with a bunch of people, pretending the floor is lava or whatever, <laughs> trying to figure out if it's cake or not, any of that stuff, Fernie would Somebody be. Somebody put Fernie on a reality show. Right, Fernie would be great on a reality yeah. show. He would. <laughs> How do they know if a ghost is going to be gay or not? That, I don't think the, the ghost, ghost has to be gay. isn't gay. They're asking for gay people. Oh, I got this whole thing. <laughs> it's gay people. Now, some mixed the, up. Some of the ghosts could also be gay. Yeah, that's what I, I was mean, thinking. Ghosts it's like, could be gay too, but specifically they're looking for gay people to be okay. on this reality I mean, if show. anybody's going to be a little light in the loafers, it's a ghost, the ghost probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nico, news headlines. What are we talking about when it comes to news today? Uh, we're going to hear all about the January 6th hearing yesterday that makes the case that Trump was at the center of a conspiracy to overturn the election. Did you watch any of the... Uh, Drama unfolded. I, say I watched uh, most of it, not all, but most. What were your takeaways, well, Joanna? Yesterday, Buzz calls me uh-huh. at like six. Okay. And he's like, so he he was telling me something else randomly, and he goes, "Oh, uh-huh. the 
Well, I was making sure you set up the ride for BT. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the house committee is on. Right. <laughs> I, I've got to go. I lost track of time. <laughs> i got to go. I need to get in there and start watching. Uh, I could give you a summary. Yeah, give me a summary. They played testimony of like Ivanka saying that, uh-huh. you know, the attorney general at the time, uh, Bill Barr, told her that there just was no evidence of voter fraud or election fraud and that she believed him. So I, got, I don't know if Trump's watching it at home and he sees that for the first time. I don't know how he takes that. Did you really, Ivanka? Did you tell him that? No, I, here's what I think happens. You've always got, oh, well, I was taken out of context because they didn't play the entire two-hour deposition. They played 15, sure. 20 seconds of it. So you, you claim, oh, she was taken out of context or whatever. So they're laying the groundwork here that Trump was involved in a criminal conspiracy to overturn uh, a legal election. That's the biggest thing for Trump. Now, if they could ever tie him to, I don't think they came up with this smoking gun, him on the phone with some of these Oath Keepers or Proud Boys who had brought all kinds of military weapons and ammunition that they had stashed and maps to the underground tunnels. Wait, they did? They had maps to the underground tunnels of the Capitol. They had planned it out that they were going to assist at a coup of the American government. Now, if they, I did not see them directly tie. Yes, Trump was on the phone with one of the representatives of these groups. But uh, so I see it almost as two separate things. Trump beating this drum of the election being stolen in 2020, which it wasn't. And saying thing, you know, playing footsie. That's really what Trump does with all these supremacist groups. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a, lot a lot of dog these, whistles. A, a lot, lot of dog whistles, a lot of footsie under the table. There was that. If they want to get him on something criminal, I think they'll probably go after the conspiracy that took place in the Senate chambers, not the one outside. So the one outside, people have already gone to prison for that. And I tuned out over to Hannity for a little bit. So... <laughs> I can summarize Hannity. So over on Fox, Hannity's on. They're not airing this thing because it's, uh, what do they call it? What? Immunity? Fox didn't run it because... Because they were there? It's a sham. It's a hoax or whatever. So Hannity's on. uh, Basically, his take is it's really the Democrats, especially Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of Washington, D.C., that they didn't call in the National Guard. Where were the? Na- why didn't why they didn't call they the call National in the Guard? National Guard? Well, why did he unleash them? What do you mean the uh, the people? I mean the president well, at the time. Okay, so Hannity's this is his mantra. Uh, there had been warnings that this thing might get wild and turn violent. Why didn't you call up the National Guard to deal with this violent mob when you had the chance? So that's pretty much that's your fault for. Not taking it seriously that we got a bunch of wackos that we're going to try and take over the Capitol. So uh, that was two hours on primetime television on all three networks last night. Let's get things going. We're going to have today in sound clips. I have, I do have a few clips of that, including uh, Ivanka on tape at a testimony, a sworn deposition, admitting that she didn't believe her father's election lies. So we got that coming up here in just a few minutes. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, the corner of Dyer and Monroe. You can find them on social media. 
or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That is PumpingInkTattoo.com. All right, Joanna, here's an Ezra Miller story that's kind of been simmering, I guess, for a while. I don't know if you'd heard about it. The parents that claim that he... Ezra Miller had groomed their daughter since she was 12 years old. Oh, I did see a headline about it, but I didn't read the what? whole story. Uh, parents the Flash are... Ezra Miller? Yes. <laughs> the parents, uh, who are members of the Standing Rock Sioux tribe, are seeking a restraining order for their 18-year-old daughter against Ezra Miller, saying the actor and the teenager remain on the run. So I guess they're together. They say that he started developing this relationship with her when she was 12. uh, And they accuse the actor of grooming their child. Uh, So the the parents are a lawyer slash activist, Chase Iron Eyes, and his wife, a pediatrician, Sarah Jumping Eagle. I'm not making any of this up, okay? (laughs) Okay, it wasn't... (laughs) We believe you. <laughs> uh, they claim that Ezra Miller, who plays the Flash, groomed their child from the age of 12 after taking, quote, an immediate and apparent innocent liking to them when the actor visited North Dakota's Standing Rock Reservation in 2016. Huh. Miller exhibited, quote, a pattern of corrupting a minor, allegedly drugging their child over the years and displaying cult-like psychological manipulation and controlling behavior. Does that kind insane. Of, does that match up with what you'd heard, or is this new, new uh, Well, new I only read the headline, so I didn't read the whole story. But, I mean, the what mom, is going on with so that? I know. Here's the problem. All right. The daughter is now 18, so she can kind of do what she wants to do, and uh-huh. she's on the run with Chase Miller. Uh, not Chase Miller. What's his name? Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Thank you. I'm getting my name. Chase Eagle Eyes. Yeah, Chase, uh, Chase uh, Iron Eyes. So the mom says, we're concerned about our daughter's safety. We want to get her out of this situation. We're worried about all the worst case scenarios. The dad says, Ezra Miller took an interest in her and appeared benevolent and was known by people we trust. There was nothing indicating that set off our alarms. But they're saying, the parents are, that their 18-year-old is basically brainwashed. Well, the teenager put out a statement. Oh. Oh. Tokata Iron Eyes, who is Ezra Miller's teenage friend, uh, responding to the media and her parents claiming that she's been brainwashed by Ezra Miller. All right. All right. Jurassic uh, World Dominion is out in theaters today. Yay! Uh, All right. Woo! Would Would you agree with this statement? <laughs> the The first Jurassic Park was the only really good one. No, I wouldn't. Definitely wouldn't agree with you on that. All right. I like your the choices are Vince Vaughn, the one where Vince Vaughn Vince is like an animal rights activist. God, you don't remember that one? That must have been the third one. That was the, I've only seen the first two. Or the one where William H. Macy plays a dad who's trying to get his son back who disappeared on the island in a hang gliding accident. Yeah. Does that ring a bell? I think that's the second one, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I say, if they were good movies, they'd stand out a little more. 
Right. Like, you know which one Nedry got eaten by the tiny little dinosaurs, and you know which one, you know, like, the glass. No, okay, the- William H. Macy was in Jurassic Park 3. That's right. <laughs> no, I like Jurassic Maybe Park Maybe Tia Leone two. was his wife? Yes, she well, was. 2, then, was the one that Vince Vaughn was in. But I'm challenging that you really liked it that much. What was the plot? They go to a separate island where they had, like, a backup <laughs> system for the yeah, animals. Yeah, yes, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. And then Je- got- they got Jeff Goldblum in that one. That's the one with Je- without Sam. Number two is the one without Sam Neill. Don't the kids show up in the second one? Like, uh-huh. the grandkids show up? And they're still kind of kids, but not really? Uh-huh. All right. Uh, how about the first one with Chris Pratt? Did you think that was good? Yeah, I did. I, I enjoyed that one. I liked the the training of the Velociraptors. I thought it was kind of a unique twist on things. The character that he plays, you know, a behavioral, and you know, animal behaviorist. Did you know. ever sign on to the fan theory that Jeff, uh, that Chris Pratt's character is the kid from the first <sighs> movie that Doctor Grant tells about the Velociraptors? And he, like, he goes, like, this was a... Uh, that six-foot turkey sees you, and he uses his razor-like claws to slit your belly open. And then he, and he has get, a fossil of the, one of the claws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? You've never heard? Can, no. No, it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's from a the fan first, theory. Well, no, but... No, the, I haven't heard the theory. But you know that scene, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that it, that's Chris Pratt. grew up to be... Well, I don't think that's established. No, it's not. No, but it was that, a popular fan theory. fan theory. Yeah. That he's the kid that... Alan Grant scared the bejesus out of in the first Because movie. Chris Pratt's character becomes obsessed with Velociraptors. The Velociraptors. Oh my god. Good theory? That is a pretty good theory. Yeah, it is pretty good. Uh, with Jurassic World Dominion out in theaters today, do you want to hear some other little known facts <laughs> about uh, Jurassic Park? This is from Mental Floss. Alright. Uh, Steven Spielberg got Universal to buy the film rights before the book was ever published he found out about the book when he was working with author michael crichton on a screenplay for er the tv Mm -hmm. series and michael crichton showed him the book so before it was ever published steven spielberg already had it sewn up with universal to make a movie oh interesting did you know michael crichton uh was the creator of er the tv show (sighs) god i love that show Especially the first season. The first season is almost adapted uh, episode by for episode from his. Uh, was ER on before Jurassic Park was a movie? I think so. Okay, it must have been right. Ninety two, I think was ER. So yeah, Jurassic Park came out a year later. Ninety three. The sound of the T Rex's roar was a combination of tiger, alligator, and baby elephant sounds. <laughs> huh. The Dilophosaurus roar was created from howler monkeys, hawk screeches, rattlesnake hisses, and swan calls. Dang. Some of the actors that were up for the roles were Harrison Ford as Alan Grant. Oh, that would have been Sam Neill eventually got. Christina Ricci as Lex, the little girl. And Sean Connery as John Hammond. Oh, uh, yeah, I could, I could see that. Who'd they get to play John Hammond? Richard Attenborough. The guy with the voice? 
I, no, he does all the nature documentaries. <laughs> is that Richard Attenborough no, or is that's, that that's David Attenborough? Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh man, Richard Attenborough had not appeared in a movie for like over a decade. How do I? Get he kind of came out. Well, I mean, Attenborough, I guess, isn't a super common name. Yeah. Yeah, if Sean Connery had played that. You're going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I spare no expense. <laughs> Our chef has prepared dinner. <laughs> Seabash, I believe. The, 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 the worst part. I brought you is... here to save us from the blood-sucking lawyer. <laughs> he, he's doing this purely from memory. Like, that is how good he is yeah. at remembering 30-year-old movies. I can't remember one scene. I can remember the scene, but I can't remember dialogue from any of those. You can't remember dialogue from any of the Jurassic Park for uh-huh. the first one? How about when they're taking the little ride that shows them how they make got the, the DNA? Oh, yeah. The Dino dinosaurs. DNA. <laughs> the King Kong encounter ride at Universal Studios Hollywood inspired Spielberg's original plan for bringing the dinosaurs to life. Oh. Interesting. I, I think that they really set the standard for CGI effects, but it wasn't all CGI. They had robotics and practical effects, too. So, Joanna, you know how much Buzz hates bad CGI, right? Bad yep. CGI is the worst. The, he continues to bring up Jurassic Park 1. Anytime I see bad CGI in 2022. Ultimate It's like, how CGI could they technology. have done it so much better 30 years ago? <laughs> like, when you first see the dinosaurs... Mm-hmm. You know, when Alan Grant first sees the dinosaurs, yeah. and then when the dinosaurs are running across the plane, that part's CGI, and that was pretty amazing. And since then, CGI has come out that has been all kinds of terrible. The idea for the rippling water and rattling mirror in the tour vehicle was inspired by Spielberg listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire with the bass turned all the way up in his car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> just jamming out to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. And, and his I guess little was, drink is little, there. Just Like his drink was... Oh, man, that's weird. Only one robotic dinosaur was used on the Hawaii set, so they filmed most of the first Jurassic Park in, uh, in Hawaii. It was the sickly Triceratops. Remember, they find the sick Triceratops mm-hmm. and... Laura Dern sticks her arms mm-hmm. all the way up to the elbows in the Triceratops poop. Mm-hmm. That was a robotic. The most powerful hurricane to ever hit Hawaii hit the set during production of Jurassic, the original Jurassic Park. So oh, Richard Attenborough allegedly slept through it all because he said it was nothing compared to the London Blitz during <laughs> World War II. <laughs> so there are just a few facts for you. About the original Jurassic Park, and this is the third of the Jurassic World movies. Chris Pratt's back. I think I saw that uh, Ron Howard's daughter's back. William Bryce Howard? (laughs) Not William. Dallas. Dallas. (laughs) William. I don't know. And uh, Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, and Laura Dern all back for this movie, too. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we're going to have tickets coming up for the WWE, which is tomorrow at the Pan Am Center in Las Cruces. Tag team champs, the Usos, are going to be there. Women's champion, Charlotte Flair. 
And Ronda Rousey is part of the lineup as well. So we got tickets for the WWE on the way this morning. And one more pair of women before you can buy them tickets for Lamb of God. We will have this concert is coming up in October, so we're going to have more tickets, but this will be the last pair of women before you can buy them since they go on sale at 10 o'clock this morning. Also, El Paso Mayor Pro Tem and City Council Member Peter Sforsbein is coming by. He's going to talk about uh, recent controversy. He filed a complaint against the mayor, uh, Oscar Leeser, over what he claims are physical threats, and also it stemmed from a disagreement between city council and the mayor over the city manager's contract, Tommy Gonzalez. Uh, city council 6-2 to two voted to give uh, Tommy Gonzalez a uh, raise and extend his contract, and the mayor's vetoed it twice so far. So Peter Sforsbein's going to be by. and One of our favorite stand-up comics of all time, B.T., is also got a cruise by the studio. He has today. been coming to El Paso and been on your show since what the nineties? Yeah, yeah, twenty five years probably. I, I I told you how when you gave me some of your best of uh, CDs I, when I first started coming around that BT was on all of your best of episodes. Yeah, like, yeah. A lot of BT them. has been a favorite of ours for a long, long time yeah. for sure. And he still look he looks way better than you. <laughs> Oh my God! I, you know he doesn't look like I he's aged a day. I don't know if this is a good defense, but I think he looked way better than me even back then. So, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like, and when did you guys realize that you were at rival schools? The first time we met. The first time, because he's cause was, he, Buzz he, is he, from Okmulgee, uh-huh. and he's from Muskogee. Oh snap! <laughs> big so, rivals, Okmulgee, <laughs> Muskogee, and Okmulgee. Yeah, big four A rivalry. What about the dorks? <laughs> we always we kind of hated Muskogee because they were a little more prosperous of a town than ours. <laughs> 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 they had a little more population. There was more stuff to do. What do you call them? Muskogans? Muskogites? Mus- Muskegans? I don't. What would you call yourself? Uh, Oakmulgians. An oak. An oak. So it must have been Mus- Muskogians. Yeah. They had a famous country song that was about them. We didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You have reservation dogs. True that. Yeah, but they don't call it Oatmulgi. It it is an Oatmulgi, but it they don't call it. They call it some other. Name, I recognize all kinds of places. Have Have you ever seen an episode of that? Yeah, it's good. It's real good. Just the first episode, and just to just I think to I think I just saw that it's been renewed for another season too. Just to show people like, oh, this is Buzz's sit hometown, <laughs> right? And the whole thing that's is, the j- that's the jail above the the courthouse. Buzz I think is watching it, and he's all. Mom? Yeah. in the background. Getting groceries. Mac? <laughs> We've been hitting uh, record high temperatures this week. So on Wednesday, 106, that was the day that we had the uh, hail and, and rain in parts of town, but also a, a haboob. Ooh, what? you can't say that. A haboobs. Was uh, it a dry haboob? Part of it was dry, but... It got pretty wet in other areas, so it just depends. <laughs> El Paso hit 106. That broke a record of 105 for Janu- for June 8th that had stood since 1981. So record heat. 
And uh, El Paso is opening six cooling stations. Uh, they're open already to provide respite from the hot weather. So you can imagine anybody who doesn't have AC, older folks, kids, people who work outdoors should take precautions because we've got some more record heat. 105 for the high today, 107 for Saturday, and 107 for Sunday. And uh, it looks like we could break some more records here uh, coming up. I'm going to get to a Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events in just a few minutes. Here's what's on TV tonight. Uh, tonight at 7 o'clock El Paso time, game four of the NBA Finals. The Boston Celtics host the Gold State Warriors. The Celtics lead the series two games to one. Over on the CW, the fourth season finale of Charmed. And on Netflix, the series finale of Peaky Blinders. Also a uh, Netflix special, Dirty Daddy, the Bob Saget tribute. Celebrities paying tribute include Chris Rock, Jim Carrey, Tim Allen, Dave Chappelle, Paul Rodriguez. Paul Rodriguez, who's going to be here next week. Mm -hmm. John Lovitz, John Mayer, Jackson Brown, Seth Green, Dave Coulier, John Stamos, Candace Cameron Bure. Are those little uh, twins not going to show up for this either? Probably not. The hell are they called again? The, the Olsen, Olsen twins. twins. Yeah, I forgot. But supposedly they had a very private relationship with Bob Saget. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't. They don't show up for any of the stuff. They don't. Right? No. Uh, so that is on Netflix today. The Bob Saget tribute with just a who's who of comedy. Michael Keaton is also going to be a part of it. The Tony Awards are this weekend on Sunday. The seventy-fifth annual Tony Awards. Hosted by Ariana DeBose, who played Anita yes. in the West Side Story remake. Uh, new series uh, on Stars begins Sunday, Becoming Elizabeth, about the teenage years of the girl who would grow up to be Queen Elizabeth I. Not the old broad that they have now, <laughs> the one that lived during Shakespeare's time. The even time. older broad. Yeah, the even older broad. <laughs> And on HBO on Sunday, the third season finale of Barry. You've you've really gotten into Barry lately, haven't you? <laughs> you ever get into a show and then it's like, okay, I I want to know what's going to happen. So you go on Wikipedia and since the show's already been out for a few years, I can just read the Wikipedia articles to find out what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, why even watch the show now? Well, if it, if I was really intrigued, but sometimes it's the opposite effect. Like you'll read the Wikipedia and you're like, oh, oh, oh yeah. I got it. Okay. All right. yeah, I don't need, need to, to watch it. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's kind of where I, I am. Hate when with, that happens. Yeah. With Barry. Although it's got Bill Hader and Bill Hader's great. When spoiling, plays he spoiled it for himself. He's okay with it. Though. <laughs> I was thinking of calling in my psychiatrist friend. And asking uh-huh. them to come in and analyze Buzz and on oh why on why he likes to spoil and like what that means about his personality. He doesn't like surprises. Um, yeah, but it, what a lot of people consider spoilers. I don't even consider spoilers. It doesn't spoil the movie. Buzz, oh, Buzz it seems control of things. It seems you rate very high on the sociopath uh, index. We did an after buzz yesterday, so if you subscribe to the after buzz, we did a new one yesterday, and for like thirty minutes, 
we talked about why I'm not a big fan of gift giving. Oh, because we were talking about Father's Day and the kind of gifts that uh, if he expected any from from his daughter. Oh, right. Um, no, her attitude, and, and she's very pragmatic, like I am. If you were to ask her, it's like, I'm a kid. I don't have a job. You want to give me money to go get you a Father's Day present? And I hear that, and I'm like... Yeah, that makes sense. Well said. Should I give you $20 <laughs> well to give back to me? <laughs> but then I t- said, well, oh, she could make something for me for you. She could do something you know that doesn't <laughs> yeah. require... Right. Me. And then Buzz would be just like, what is this? And throws it away. No, he would think it's so cute. Oh, yeah. Anything she ever oh, made... Yeah, anything I Anything she ever made, like in pre-K or... You know, grade school or whatever. You still have it. It's but. still up on the fridge or whatever. I got so much macaroni art around my house. <laughs> oh, Buzz. <laughs> uh, get to the Mo Show calendar here in just a few minutes, but you oh. can check out a new uh, After Buzz. If you're subscribed to it, it'll already be in your... With that theme song. I like that theme song. There's a new episode of The Boys out today. I tried to tune in like at 9 o'clock as I was starting to fade off. It's like maybe they put it up, you know, early, and it wasn't, but Nico was asking me about the... The, the very gross scene from last week. Yeah, because I had been uh, in the fan chat, in the fan chat they were talking about, oh, gross, I couldn't watch it. It made me, like, hurl. And then they were like, uh, Nico, you're in medicine. Uh, is this what it looks like in real life? And I have no idea what they're talking about. Interesting. It just sounds weird and gross. So I assume that that was this big, gross storyline called he- right. Herogasm. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's not time for Herogasm yet. Uh, th- no, you got to so hold off for a little bit. <laughs> the boys infiltrate like a crazy superhero party, uh-huh. but it's not hero gas because that's on a private island. But this it's is another just superhero party. So it's a superhero, and I forget what his name is, but his power is he can shrink down. So he's basically like Ant-Man. Oh, Ant-Man, yeah. Or he can get big like Ant-Man does too. Okay. And people are gathered around and he's in his small form he's in a barbie dream house and he's pretending to have sex with all the barbie dolls <laughs> but then hilarious. later in the episode this was last week's episode he's gay and he's in a relationship with this other dude so his deal is he shrinks he basically gerbils his boyfriend he, he richard gears it <laughs> Oh my God! The memes make sense now. Now they make sense, but, right? Yes. But the 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 Ant Man guy had been doing a bunch of cocaine because that's one thing they do is tons of cocaine and superheroes, yeah. right? Generates. Right. Okay. And while he's in the cavity, Richard Gearing. Uh huh. Okay. He sneezes and goes back to his normal size <gasps> and blows the guy up. Oh my God. <laughs> God, I got to start watching that second season to catch up. I'm missing so much. Yeah. So, new episode. I'm going to do it this weekend. I'm going to catch up. Well, good luck because it's crazy. I, I don't work tomorrow. so. Oh, I'm nice. Excited. Wait, why don't you work tomorrow? Because Saturday. I deserve a day off. <laughs> you had two days off. Oh, tomorrow's Saturday. Already. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. Oh, my God. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> You had two days off already this week with food poisoning. <laughs> that and your vacation. I don't consider, you don't consider as a the, day off because no. I was dying. That was work. That was still work. It is time for the Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. And yesterday is National Iced Tea Day. So apparently, iced tea only became popular in the U.S. at the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis. 
We drank tea, but we drank it the British way, which was, you know, hot tea. The idea of putting ice cubes in it, uh, according to this, first caught on at the 1904 World's Fair. Hmm. Does it say whether it was sweet or not? You know, I didn't read that far into it. Okay. Today is Alcoholics Anonymous Founders Day. In Who 19- founded it? It's anonymous. Nope. Bill oh. W. Okay. And Dr. Bob, also known as William G. Wilson and Dr. Robert Smith, founded Alco- Alcoholics Anonymous in 1935. You know, you've heard the the joke before, right? It, they call it Alcoholics Anonymous, but the first thing you do is stand up and identify yourself as an alcoholic and give your name. So. Yes. <laughs> Birthdays today include former president's daughter, Sasha Obama, is 21. I think she's the younger of the two, right? Sports Illustrated model Kate Upton turns 30 today. Really? She's just 30? Actor DJ Qualls is 44. What was the Tom Green movie he was in? Road Trip? Was oh, he yeah. in Road Trip? Road Trip. Yeah. Who was he in Road Trip? The skinny dude. The skinny dude. Oh, DJ's... The, DJ Qualls. DJ's his name. I'm sorry. I thought he was like a real DJ. Oh, you thought he was like an MC? <laughs> yeah. No, DJ Qualls. Like, well, He's the guy from The New Guy. Yes. The really skinny guy. The really skinny guy. Elizabeth Hurley, who was uh, in the first Austin Powers. Was she in the second Austin Powers movie? No. No, she didn't come back. The she, second no, one she was, was Heather Graham. She showed up at the very beginning, oh, but she's a fembot. She's a fembot. Well, she's 57. She posts. 57? Oh, yeah, and she posts swimsuit pictures on her Instagram and stuff. Does she? That's a great looking 57. The only reason Buzz downloaded Instagram. <laughs> was for Elizabeth Hurley. Are you kidding? Her best movie was Bedazzled. Was uh, Brandon, Brandon Fraser, Fraser yeah. was in she that, was the devil. Kate Flannery, who played Meredith on The Office, is 58. Oh. And a former co-worker of mine who appeared in a lot of different movies and TV shows, Jeannie Triplehorn, is 59. She was in the Kevin Costner masterpiece Waterworld and also played the main wife on HBO's Big Love. Uh, how did you work with her? She worked at a radio station that I worked for when I was like 18 years old and she was like the news lady on a radio station really? in Tulsa yeah, called KMOD and I would occasionally fill in for Jeannie so a lot more of it was Pass at each other in the hallway. I was usually there when she had a day off. So that's oh. interesting. Uh, anyway, Jean Triplehorn is fifty nine today, and actor Gina Gershon is sixty. Uh, she League of Our Own, right? No, Gina what? Gershon. I don't believe was in League Face of Our off. Own. She was the wife in Face Off. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, now she plays Jughead's mom. On Riverdale. Fifteen years ago in 2007, it's been 15 years ago since the final episode of The Sopranos aired. And if you don't remember, this was a very controversial ending for a beloved series. This is the way that The Sopranos ended. 
And, uh, you know, some guys are walking into the diner where he's having, he's having lunch or dinner with his family and the, uh, screen fades to black when Meadow runs in and that was the end of the series. And I think the series creator said, yeah, the idea is that he gets Tony, Tony gets whacked. Uh, back to the heat issue, as we uh, mentioned before, uh, record temperatures already. Wednesday was a record temperature. Got a little break on Thursday, but we're back up into record high temps for this date for the weekend. 105 for today's high temperature, 107 on Saturday, and 107 on Sunday. No rain in the weekend forecast, so that's not going to be any kind of reprieve. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Coming up on the show, still ahead this morning, El Paso Mayor Pro Tem Peter Sforsbein and comedian BT are going to be visiting us here in the studio. Let's get to our news headlines first, though, with Nico and Jimmy. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. And just so people know, if they want to look him up, how do you spell uh, the comedian's name? B. Okay. Period. T. Oh. Period. Great. All right. Now they can look him up. Well, at least 4.8 million Ukrainian refugees are now scattered across 44 countries in Europe. That's according to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. The UNHCR has recorded 7.3 million border crossings from Ukraine and another 2.3 million crossings back into the country. Meanwhile, the fight for the eastern Ukrainian city of Severodontesk will determine the fate of the wider Donbass region, according to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. Severodontesk, an industrial hub, is the largest city still held by Ukrainian troops in the contested Donbass. In recent days, Russian forces have encircled the city as they advanced in the region, creating a pocket that could trap Ukrainian defenders there and in the neighboring city of Lyschansk. The House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol held its first primetime hearing on Thursday. During the nearly two-hour hearing, the House Select Committee placed former President Donald Trump at the center of an attempted coup and multi-step conspiracy aimed at overturning the presidential election, with the panel's chairs emphasizing how Trump and his allies repeatedly tried to stop the peaceful transfer of power. Never-before-seen footage and graphic testimony from a Capitol police officer who described the crowd as an absolute war zone brought some into the hearing to tears as the committee laid out how it will explain in subsequent hearings a sophisticated seven-part plan by Trump to steal the election. Representative Liz Cheney, Republican from Wyoming, said that ele- the, said the 11-month-long investigation, with more than 1,000 interviews, revealed that Trump was well aware of the violence at the Capitol and security risk to Vice President Mike Pence and lawmakers, but chose to do nothing. Not only did President Trump refuse to tell the mob to leave the Capitol, he placed no call to any element to the United States government to instruct at the Capitol be defended, she said. The Vice President... Uh, Pence did each of those things. Capitol Police Officer Caroline Edwards, who suffered a traumatic brain injury after rioters knocked her to the ground, described in detail what she called an absolute war zone as officers struggled to hold the line. I couldn't believe my eyes. There were officers on the ground. You know, they were bleeding. They were throwing. I saw friends with blood all over their faces. I was slipping in people's blood, she said. 
I play a little bit of the audio from that if you want me to. Yeah, definitely. So I watch most of this, and you got two things, I think, going on leading up to January 6th. You have the president and the people who were willing to, to do his bidding and people who were even goading him on in the White House uh, spreading this lie that uh, the election had been stolen or was illegitimate in some way. So that's the one thing you have going on. Then you have some of the people who showed up on January 6th who had detailed maps of the tunnels. They had stashed guns and ammo nearby. Uh, We're talking about Enrico Torrio from the Proud Boys and Stuart, um, I forget that Jackoff's name, from the uh, Oath Keepers. What they're trying to establish is... You know, the most direct link they can find between Trump and these people who came prepared to stage a coup. Meantime, I'm going over to Fox News to watch Hannity to see what he's saying, because they're not covering it, but he's sitting there talking about it. And mm-hmm. He's saying, well, it's really Nancy Pelosi's fault for not calling up the National Guard and that there had been some intelligence leading up that things might get violent. Really, you think so, like the president tweeting be here January 6th. going to be wild. No, the president had a rally right before and said, go down there. I'll meet you there. Yeah. Yes. But was he in contact with any of these people that had maps of underground tunnels, people who had stashed weapons and ammunition? I don't one think the they're things, ever going to find those kind of links. One of the things they played uh, were, were the people in the crowd and somebody on a bullhorn gets up and reads what tweet what uh, Trump had tweeted about Mike Pence. You know, Mike Pence didn't have the courage, da, 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 and he reads that over a megaphone. They showed this yesterday in the uh, public hearings. And the crowd starts chanting, hang Mike Pence. Somebody puts up a gallows and a hangman's noose. Wow. What do you just bring gallows to a peaceful uh, event or what's supposed to be peaceful. Anyway, I think they're probably going to nail this Proud Boys guy and probably the Oath Keeper guy, and they're looking at 25 years. Wow. Minimum. Yeah. Whether or not they'll be able to tie any of this. I mean, Trump was definitely the one behind, oh, we're going to try and actually subvert the election. So one of the things Hannity wanted to know is why didn't they uh, call up National Guard troops? I got a theory. I think maybe a lot of these politicians are thinking Trump wants the National Guard troops there. He's going to pull some kind of shenanigans, and he's going to try and use these National Guard troops to pull off a coup of the government. I think that, just from what I was watching, that was a possibility uh, that came to mind when I was watching this. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hear uh, from Representative Benny Thompson, who talks about the coup attempt. And here's Representative Liz Cheney talking about that day. I would agree with the, that assessment of what, yeah, I would pretty much agree with that. Did he know that people had come with things like ammunition and weapons? And they knew how to get into the subterranean tunnels and all this stuff. I can't say that they proved that yesterday in what I saw. But that's probably not everything they have either. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to take a break and then, because I got a bunch of more stories. And we have uh, our guest in almost here. Yeah, go for a couple more minutes. All right. 
I can do that. Come on, nose to the grindstone, buddy. No, it's I'm just checking with you. All right. Well, Texas state lawmakers convened in Austin on Thursday for a special session to launch an investigation into the circumstances surrounding the Uvalde Elementary School Massacre. Texas State Rep- Representative Dustin Burroughs, chairman of the committee investigating the shooting, said law enforcement officials are expected to testify in the coming weeks. 19 students and two teachers were gunned down in the May 24th mass shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde. As gunshots rang out, parents who were gathered outside of the school were urging officers to enter the building. After 77 minutes of gunfire, a tactical unit breached the classroom door and killed the gunmen. Law enforcement officers and departments have come under intense scrutiny for failing to act faster. Department of Public Safety Director Colonel Stephen McGraw has said school district police made mistakes by waiting around an hour to go into the classroom where the 18-year-old gunman was holed up. But what's the most disturbing thing about this all? The 21 lives were lost. Apparently, more than a dozen students remained alive for over an hour before officers entered their classrooms. According to a new report, scene commander Chief Pete Arredondo feared a risk to officers' lives, though he's now publicly saying that he wasn't aware that he was the scene commander and that he couldn't get a key to the room where the shooter was. Get one of those things whenever you do a no-knock warrant, one of those battering rams. Come on, you guys got to have one of those, right? That's one of the laziest excuses I've ever heard. I wasn't aware that I was in command of the scene. That's the opposite. They, they teach all these things in class about like mass casualty incidents, who becomes scene commander. Like This is like standard stuff. Well, the Department uh, of Justice is also investigating the police response. Let's hear a little bit from our very own Joe Moody uh, talking about the uh, committee investigating the Uvalde shooting. And here's Texas State Representative Dustin Burroughs. Those kind of responses didn't satisfy all the residents of Uvalde, however. One resident named Gabby had a lot to say about the police response. Yeah, apparently when they finally went in, it was kind of like an ad hoc group of law enforcement officials who said, you know what? Let's just do this. We're we're just going in because nobody here can make a decision. Wow. So when they finally got in, it was a Border Patrol uh, officer, like a special tactical officer who'd driven 40 miles away to get there because these guys were, I guess, I don't want to be crude, standing around with their thumbs up their butts is what it sounds like. Oh, man. And, um, but I think what people are saying is in that 77 minutes, how many lives could have been saved yeah. if you had just gone in earlier? Uh, yeah, this is looking like a massive, massive failure to the point where maybe everybody in the Uvalde uh, police department is tainted by this. But mm-hmm. definitely, I would say the the guy who was supposed to be the incident commander, who's now a member of the city council... All right, let's take a break. Uh, Peter Sforzbein, the mayor pro tem, is going to be by also a city council member uh, who is at loggerheads with the mayor over the city manager's contract. We're going to have that coming up and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, there's been uh, some, I'm going to call it drama at city council. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the contract extension for the city manager. City manager is Tommy Gonzalez, and uh, Peter Sforsbein is here. Peter Sforsbein's uh, Westside City Rep, but also Mayor Pro Tem. Good morning, Peter. 
Good morning, Buzz. How are you? Good to see you. So let's start, first of all, with the contract extension. Uh, talk about uh, Tommy Gonzalez was up for a job, and it looked like he was pretty pretty strong candidate for a city manager's job in Frisco. Can we start with what is a mayor pro tem? Can we first start off with what exactly is a city manager? What exactly is a city manager? Okay, we'll start with that. So, so yeah, go ahead. First of all, loving the background music. I'm loving like, yes, yes, loving that jazz here at 8.01 in the morning. Um, so first I think that um, one of the things that I think is is a little bit misunderstood is the role of a city manager. Yes. Um, when... Frisco recruited our city manager, right, which we have heard and seen has been an exemplary city manager. Even our, our mayor has has said on numerous times um, in public that he is doing an exemplary job. Oscar he's, has said that he's yes, doing an exemplary we've job. We've had zero audits um, over the last seven years that I've been in office, and there we've saved tens of millions of dollars with, you know, the the – the leadership of our city manager, and there's been a number of initiatives um, that wow. have, that has occurred there. Um, now, the city manager is not elected, right? So, He's- yeah. So this is how it works, right? So, and and I'm only explaining this because I've you know have received emails and phone calls, understanding why why is it that you guys want to keep this? What does right. it do, et cetera, et cetera, right? And I've had it where I've gone and had to talk to constituents. Gladly talk to constituents, but for like almost an hour and having to go back to to basically be like, well, this is what a city manager right. does. The city manager, the city, the city council mayor have two employees that we manage and oversee, the city attorney and the city manager, right? Yep. So for the 6,000 employees that that make up the the city of El Paso's business, right? The employees workforce, right? The 6,000 people that make up the city of El Paso's workforce, the city manager is responsible for hiring, firing, and overseeing and managing all those employees. It's a CEO position. It's a CEO position. He manages a billion dollar, over a billion dollar budget, right? And he does that there. And the thing was, is that there was a number of people that had reached out that were like, I I thought the mayor did that. I thought the mayor was the one that hired, that 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 managed the police department or the right. parks and rec department. And in a strong mayor form of government, that would be the case. You could have it's different for every city how they set it up, right? Majority of cities, especially large cities in Texas, with the exception of Houston, have a city manager form of government. So this is something that is widely accepted and understood as being best practice. For cities, it's something that we entered into back in 2004 with Mayor Wardy, mm-hmm. um, and basically what it does is it allows you to professionalize the leadership in your community. You don't have the ability um, for a council or for a mayor to go and decide to fire the public health director because they don't like them, or right. to put in somebody that they may know on a personal level or whatever, right? You have a professional executive with experience managing budgets and cities I've got to a do question. that. Yes. Is the city manager required to, is his job to implement the decisions made by the city government? So That's think, the second. Okay. So, yeah. So his job, right, not only is to manage and over that, but also to essentially to execute the strategic vision, strategic plan of the city council and mayor, right? We have come together based upon the what we hear from constituents, what we hear from our residents, um, to create a strategic plan. 
um, that the city manager then executes, right? And so that strategic plan that we have has everything from focusing on advanced manufacturing and tourism industry, right? Because that's something that we see. We have a great convention center hotel. We have, right. um, you know, five new hotels downtown. That is something that has been a really big focus for our downtown and for our community. Um, we also have seen advanced manufacturing as a big focus, and the city manager has worked aggressively with um, other partners like UTEP and the county to start a West Texas Aerospace and Defense Initiative. We now have oh, wow. drone. We now have. Um, uh, drone testing facilities in Fabens. We're creating. Um, we received a, a Build Back Better grant to essentially to essentially transform West Texas economy, focusing on aerospace and defense manufacturing, not just. So to- Tommy's the done well. He's been doing well in the job. Let me yeah. let me ask you this. You said the mayor has praised uh, yes. Gonzalez before the yeah. two. Uh, council members that voted uh, against the contract yes. extension raise. Are they fans of Tommy Gonzalez? Would you say that it's a unanimous thing on city council that even the councilors that voted against the contract extension think I, he is is the man for the job anyway? I mean, I I don't really want to speak for the other for the other representatives that were there. You know, I think that um, I mean, I think that w- one thing too that is is positive about the city manager form of government is that because it isn't there based upon one council member or one mayor doing it, um, you see more equity in terms of where services are, right, administered, right? It's not based upon, it's not based upon, um, you know, who supported who in a campaign mm-hmm. or what what part of the city somebody lives in, right? So case in point is, um, you know, the, the water parks that we have, right? There's a water park at Camp Cohen on the Cohen Stadium site. Mm-hmm. There's a number in the, in the, in the uh, Mission Valley on the east side. Um, you know, if it was if it was based upon anything else, like why isn't there one on the west side, right? But the west side had an anatorium in the 2012 quality of life bond that was voted on by the voters. We have a number of splash pads, um, so it's it's done thinking holistically about the community as a whole. Let let me put this back on the situation yeah. with Frisco. So Tommy uh, Gonzalez, our city manager, yeah. was up for the job in Frisco. Uh, I don't know if this was uh, anything in writing, but city council extended, uh, voted to extend his contract through 29, I think. So, through 2029. To and 2029, and that was going to come with a raise in the cap on his salary. No, sir. It no. was going to establish a cap. It was going to oh, establish okay. a cap on It his was salary. going to okay. establish right. a cap. So then does Tommy say, all right, well, since you guys have made this commitment to me, I'm taking myself out of the running for the Frisco job. Yes. And okay. I think it's important for viewers, to, viewers, listeners mm-hmm. to understand um, as well. And you guys should know that Buzz is looking so like svelte right now. Like, you can tell that, you know, COVID is taking flattery, the flattery is going to get you everywhere, of course. Um, but, um, no, so for the listeners, I think it's important to understand that he was recruited by Frisco, right? There was headhunters that reached out to, to him. It's a CEO um, position. It's like people get, yeah. you know, and, headhunted and, and, Frisco, and, and Frisco has had one city manager in their entire existence as a city. They went from 5,000 people in 1987 to now over 250,000 people. Wow. So, you know, it, it, and right, they say location, location, location there, essentially a suburb of the the Dallas Fort Worth metroplex. But the extension of the contract was good enough to to get yeah, Tommy to that was, withdraw from the and, Yeah, again, we have your somebody Your vote got vetoed by the mayor though. 
So the council's vote at that first vote, which would have limited his cap at two at four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He's currently at four hundred thousand dollars. When the original contract was approved for for Tommy Gonzalez in twenty fourteen, which was under the leadership of Mayor Lisa at the time, nobody on council mm-hmm. that is on there currently was there. They agreed that council with Mayor Lisa's leadership agreed to a a five percent merit increase raise um, every year with after the performance evaluation of the city manager. So that's why he went from 235 I think when he started to up to $404,000 now is because every year the city manager has the opportunity if his evaluation exceeds a certain metric to a 5% increase. All right. that one is one thing crazy. that Mayor Leeser is saying uh, to justify his vetoes is that he's gotten feedback from the community that they support that. But what I'm picking up is some low-grade sour grapes in El Paso. If you hear somebody's making this sum of money, you automatically assume, well, they're not worth it. We could get somebody to do it for, for much less or whatever. I think, do, you, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? There's I think a lot of, of a, people were saying it was like because of, the, because of inflation. Does anybody have a specific criticism of the job that Tommy's done that you're aware of? I mean, mo- most of the criticisms I've heard, you know, is is isn't based upon a performance, right? Like It's some, based on like your personal perception. It's, or, it's personal perception. It's, or he it's, makes too much, but it's it's like almost per, it's almost like personal personality than it is about performance. Um and I, I don't really know how, how to respond to that. Um I guess for me and in in my background and working, I'm I'm more concerned about how the, how the job and how the person is functioning. Right. Right, like if is you it have, getting done? Yeah, I mean, if you have, if you have an iPod, I don't care. You know, I don't care if it's w- what what color it is or whatever. Does it does it play the songs right. well? Does the scroll wheel work? I can't believe. Oh, that's I an original iPod too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I think like the virtual scroll. Wheel. Made, um, Mayor Oscar Lisa said he had no problem with Tommy Gonzalez's uh, performance. He, I think, he said it was just because at this time during this kind of inflation and the hardships going on with people financially, he thought it was unbecoming to to reevaluate the 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 contract right now. The contract the contract that was originally there would have capped him at $450,000, which would have probably occurred with the 5% merit increase that again was approved in 2014 under Mayor Leeser's leadership. It would have it would probably been reaching that within 2 or 3 years anyways. The the changes that were proposed would have capped him at 450. Um there would have been looking at 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 um the reality that even with what was approved this week, it doesn't change the fact that any council can terminate the city manager's contract mm-hmm. with or without cause in the future. We can do that next month. We can do that two years from now. We can do that seven years from now. And the city still is liable for what they owe um, the city manager based upon the contract. It doesn't change the amount. It's not like you have to pay him. It, you know, If you extend it to 2029, all of a sudden you have to pay him five more years of salary or something right. like what that. What happened at the Monday council meeting? Um, at the Monday council meeting, um, there was... Um, at the Monday council meeting, and I think it's important to understand, right? Um, 
with a veto that is done, right? Uh, in order to override a veto, you need to have a supermajority. Right, uh, which would have been six, six votes. Six votes, right? We have eight members. Um, the mayor breaks the tie. So if there is a veto, you would need a supermajority, means at least six votes. So the mayor vetoes the second time um, with six vote with with a vote that was six two, right? Meaning he was vetoing something that already the, a supermajority of council had approved. Um, you know, the mayor has every right. To, he can do that. He can, can do, do that. that. But it could it's be, not going to do anything. It could be an eight zero vote, and the mayor could decide to veto it. Um, it seemed that it was pretty clear that the council had had wanted to see this this wanted to keep this exemplary employee as the mayor's own words have said in this community to continue this momentum, you know, had city manager left to Frisco, um, we would have been in a situation with an interim for probably at least six months entering into an election season into November with the possibility that they would want to go and do a brand new city manager extension. So we could be looking at a year and a half, a year to year and a half of not having a, a, a city manager right. leading the city and whatever and whatever other talented leadership in the city might leave as well because there's you know insecurity in in top parts of the the city so I mean I think that that was because Leeser said he wanted to wait till 2024 right well that's when his contract is that's when his contract right. is and there. that listen but by I, then he would be gone with another job I I, I know enough just enough to, about contracts to know that sometimes you do renegotiate contracts and before the contract is up that's kind of how contracts frequently work yeah i mean look like look, <laughs> I mean, look at buzz if if kelly q and and leadership here says you know buzz like your contract is up in 2024 but you know you're the, we want to renegotiate yeah, you're the heart we and soul lock of it in. that is not an unusual thing and it's done not you know in all kinds of fields i guess i think people want to hear about this uh, uh code of conduct complaint that you've that you filed against mayor leeser um yeah i mean it was Wait, so just where are we at with Tommy? Is he, is he, does he have his job here in El Paso, yes or no? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, does he so have an, his contract extension? He does. He does okay. have his contract extension. His extension, again, his, his, his contract can be terminated with or without cause at any point in the future, whether it's in 2024, 2022, in, in three months, or in 2028 or 2029. The city is liable for the same amount. It doesn't change what would happen there. Okay, all right, um, the conduct complaint, you say that you felt like you were physically intimidated or threatened by Mayor Leeser. Does the, all that go back to the February 1st incident? Yes. And I just, you know, I just w- want to point out something, right? So I've been in office now for seven years. Um, I have, to the best of my abilities, tried to work, listen um, with different sides, with different perspectives, right? That is a core function of my my understanding of office and being a a public servant. There are times where people disagree, and Lord knows, right now on a national level, um, the hardest thing that we have to do as a country is listen to each other. Right? Is is being able to disagree with each other um, without being disagreeable or even potentially violent. Right? And I think everybody saw just last night the the you know, the, the hearings on January 6th to know what happens when people, when people resort to things outside of words to disagree. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have, I have stood up to, 
do what I think is right for this community, regardless if it is our own city manager. You know, we had a very public disagreement during COVID um, about our public health response, and I spoke truth to power. I spoke my truth with what I understood to be. I've disagreed with our Paso Electric Company. With with now with the COVID, you know, was that with Mayor Lisa or Mayor Margo? With Mayor Margo, I've I've had disagreements with Mayor Margo. I've had you know disagreements with anything from TechStop. You know. Um, one of the things that was really important. But disagreeing is different than being disagreeable, like you said. That's and 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 the thing is, is is there's valid criticism to be had, right? And you can do it in a way which is forceful but not insulting. Mm-hmm. And you can do it in a way which is which is clear. But some of the things that you say that happened on February first yeah, crossed a line. Up, shut your mouth, or I'll shut it for you. Yes, it crossed a line. Uh, you mentioned him squaring up. Define what that is. So after the after the event that that occurred, when he when he's you know described how he wanted to to shut my mouth, um, I walked. This was after the council meeting. I walked over to get my things because at, at this point, this was it didn't feel like it was a safe situation, um, and I wanted to deescalate. And so, so I'm going to leave. So I'm going to leave, and I'm out trying to walk out of the city council chambers. And for those that know, there's uh, a set of emergency doors that are behind where mm-hmm. the city city clerk is and media sits. So I was walking out towards our stores with the mayor following me and continuing to insult and berate me. And I don't need to repeat what was what was said during that time because it's all in the the code of conduct complaint. But um, at that point, you know, it was he was continuing to follow me out, and I felt very not safe about going out into the street or whatever. And so I turned back around, went into the the sort of back area of the city council where the executive session um, room is, and um, the mayor had stayed and spoke with um, I think the city attorney or, or others in the in that room at that point. And I waited till he had gone upstairs to leave uh, city hall. Okay. Now, had something happened at the Monday meeting this week? Because the, this these this incident that we're talking about now happened back in February yes. 1st. Why didn't you do the code of conduct complaint after that incident happened on February 1st? So the, the thing about it, right, is that is that a code of conduct complaint is not, I think, something to take lightly. I also recognize, too, from the first time that Mayor Leeser was, was in power, right? When he was first elected, there was a lot of um, drama on the council, whether it was with different city reps not wanting to sit next to each other, um, whether it was, you know, different kind of investigations, accusations, all these sort of things. And so when I was a a freshman and a, a, a first starting city council rep, I very much recognized, you know, how, how these kind of, um, actions will be perceived Uh, by the public. Right will be perceived by the media because it doesn't become, it, it doesn't necessarily even become. Well, he said this or he said that. It becomes what's happening with city yeah, council. It's a goddamn now. circus, is right. what it is. Yeah. And so I'm very, very cognizant of that. And I wanted to give the mayor the benefit of the doubt. I wanted to see if things would improve, but you know, was was there uh, anything that would be physical intimidation that happened this week though that that brought back this it was I mean I- encounter on February first yeah, I mean you, you you can see that that the mayor again was in a position of wanting to silence and not have those conversations and and the thing is is you know um, in a council manager form of government and even in a strong mayor form of government the city council are not the employees 
of a mayor, right? We work together, yep. right, as colleagues, as equals. And so I think that's important, right, that that is, is done. Would you right? go so far as to call Mayor Leeser a bully? You know, I think it's it's important to stand up to people. And I think it's important that if people are not in a position to want to hear what you have to say in a constructive manner, it's important to, to call it out and to stand up for yourself and to stand up for what you believe in for yourself and for this community. Will you be able to work with the mayor going forward? Um, you know, right now, according to the Code of Conduct complaint, um, we're, the, the next step is to have a private meeting uh, with our alternate mayor pro tem, which is Sissy Lazarga, to discuss our differences and the conduct and the 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 uh, focus of the code of conduct complaint, and see if we can have a resolution. Um, I'm confident that um, I'm hopeful that we can come up with a resolution that we're able to discuss our differences in a constructive manner and be able to move forward for the city. You and, know, this city. But Tommy Gonzalez is going to continue in his position as city manager. Yeah, that's that's okay. I think that's what a lot of people want to know. So, So, I wonder if any of this has just kind of put him off. Like, what if what happens with the next offer that comes through and he thinks about all this and it's, you know, if I'm not wanted here. Yeah, no, I mean, well, Lisa can't do anything else, can he, to stop the the manager's position? No, and and we're going through our performance evaluations right now, and if he raises a certain level, the, the, the city manager's entitled to, to a raise as per his contract. Right. So that is going to be something that probably we'll hear about later this summer as well. Right. Okay. You know? We wanted to get a little uh, insight into what's going on, so thank you for dropping by Yeah, today. definitely thank you. No, 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 no problem. I, I appreciate it. And, and again, I think it's, it's important to understand there's a tremendous amount of, of momentum going on in this community. Um, you know, Nico has seen it firsthand. He was on a stand up for the, for the, the streetcar. Yeah. We've had five new hotels built within a thousand feet of a streetcar stop in the last five years. We have 10 hotels now. We're seeing real development occurring around the streetcars. Um, we have over 3,000 architects coming in October. Major conventions, the AIA Architects Conference of Texas, the Texas Democratic Convention next summer is going to be in a presidential election year with over 10,000 people coming over a week. Um, it's, it's basically where we're at because the multipurpose center hasn't been built yet that we have convention center space in almost every single hotel because of the amount of development that's coming there from that. So, um, there's a lot of that. If that multipurpose center is built in my lifetime, I'm going to be shocked. Well, you know, we, we had a contract that we executed with Gensler, um, to go in and it, it was described as a feasibility study, but what it is, is it's actually, um, the biggest step forward of that project in over seven years. Wait, Buzz, um, you don't think you're going to see it built in five years? I don't. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to see it built in fifty years. To yeah, be no. Honest with you. We actually have we actually have a design firm in place that's looking to see about what the seating arrangements could look like, and also how to keep or incorporate some of the existing buildings that I, I that are there. I think a lot of the people in El Paso just 
are so exhausted by this. You know, this thing was already no, supposed to have you. been built so long ago. I think just a lot of the wind is yeah. out of the sails as far as public perception goes. I understand that, but it's it was voted on by the voters in 2012. And the last thing I know that you have to go to break is I just want to talk about something that is that is occurring right now, which is, to me, a very important and personal capital improvement project, and that is the pedestrian safety improvements that are alongside Cincinnati and Mesa Street. Oh, yeah, I definitely. know that. I know that that was something from 2015 that I came in. It was an issue was the pedestrian safety in that area. That was one of the reasons why the current place, the Sun City Lights, was in that. If you mm-hmm. notice, those lights were done as closest to TxDOT right-of-way, um, state highway right-of-way as we could possibly put them. I very much took to heart um, what occurred on Thanksgiving of 2018 where um, a young woman was killed on Thanksgiving right. Eve. Uh, I know that was a personal friend to members of this, to this station, as well as many members in the community. When we had a new district engineer, Thomas Trevino, come to El Paso in 2019, uh, the first place I took him was an on-site location of that very intersection. And from that, he committed towards to, to adding pedestrian safety that was that was defined in the Mesa Street Corridor study. And if you drive by Mesa right now along Cincinnati and the Baltimore Glory Road intersection, you will see um, railing to protect pedestrians from mm-hmm. crossing. You will see additional lighting that was put in the median areas of that area. And that was because of what had occurred and a commitment to this community, a commitment to the family, that we would go and look at improving that area. And so I'm very happy to know that our um, our partners at TxDOT took those words to heart, understood that there there's issues in that area and are working to address them. Yeah, definitely. Peter Svarsbein, who's uh, Westside City Rep and Mayor Pro Tim, thank you for dropping by today, Peter. Thank you, Buzz. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show's on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. <laughs> All right, we got tickets for Lamb of God that we're going to give away this morning. Yeah. We've got WWE coming yeah. on Saturday. BT has joined us. Comedian BT is here for the first time in a couple of years. Good morning, yeah. buddy. Hey, good morning, you, man. Lamb of God, yeah. Rock and roll, bro. Yeah. Remember, like, they had one of their members like in jail over in the Czech Republic, didn't they? Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. did. For, what did he do? What did he do? He killed uh, somebody. He, it, oh. oh, hold on a second. <laughs> was, he the, was he the mayor? <laughs> you can, you can, I wrote this article. So Randy Blythe, the lead singer of Lamb of God, I guess was in Prague. And a guy got up on stage and according to witnesses, Randy Blythe shoved him off the stage. Well, the dude landed on his head. Oh. He went into a coma. And he died some weeks later. So the next time Lamb of God went to Czechoslovakia, they got him at the airport and clapped him in a prison. It went to trial eventually, and he was found not legally liable. But nobody, nobody, nobody like, hey, man, I don't think he has want to go there. Like Nobody told him, like, maybe I get arrested. And they got no friends and no fans, like a fan club going, he, hey. He told the people that arrested him that he didn't know that anybody had died as a result of one of their concerts. But this was two year, two or three years after Dimebag Daryl had been shot on stage yes. at a concert. Yeah, yeah. You know, people were touchy about people getting up on stage because the guy who killed Dimebag Daryl got up and just. Yes, shot him while I they saw were that. performing. Yeah, right. man, that was terrible. I mean, seriously, yeah, that was terrible. All right. So I get it. I get it. We're going to have these tickets coming up. Uh, 
we we were running a little late, so we got some entertainment headlines. Looks like you got a cookie or friggin' uh, uh, breakfast impossible sandwich. breakfast sandwich, B- greatest breakfast sandwich ever, ever. Like like vegetable meat or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, plant based meat. It's, you know, it's made and they sell that meat. at Starbucks. Yeah, it's the greatest sandwich ever, Buzz. It's the greatest. No, the greatest sandwich ever made. McDonald's going down. Jack and Box going down. Like a, like an 80s detective, they're going down. Everybody going down. So got so got an egg on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's got egg. Well, so I'm, I'm, I'm not vegan. I'm vegetarian, so wait, I'm not vegan. Wait, wait, so is it is it a real egg at least? Uh, as far as I know, yeah, it's like real egg. <laughs> but yeah, the, but the meat, but the meat is impossible meat. Yeah, is impossible. Yeah, I wish they would go with the, with the uh, vegan uh, cheese to be great and vegan egg, but you know you can't have everything vegan. So yeah. <laughs> All right, Joanna, what's <laughs> happening in entertainment news? Good morning. Are you gay? Do you believe in ghosts? Yep, yep. <laughs> Kristen Stewart wants to work with you for a new reality show. Stewart took to Instagram on Wednesday to say she's scarily excited to announce that she's co-producing, quote, the most gayest, most funnest, most titillating queer ghost hunting show ever. If I'm being honest, all those ghost hunting shows are pretty gay. (laughs) 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 On Instagram. Ooh, did you feel that? Did you feel that cold spot? Must have been a ghost. (laughs) Did you move that dust? (laughs) On Instagram, Stewart said that they need to find the most incredible LGBTQ plus ghost hunter paranormal specialists, mediums, psychics, investigators who will lead the pack on this super gay ghost hunting adventure. If you want to be part of this super gay show, you can fill out a questionnaire at ghost.castinggrain.com. Now, to clarify, a super gay ghost hunting adventure is not hunting super gay ghosts, ghosts right? although I can I mean, see that being a big hit, let's too. Let's not judge the ghost. The ghost could be gay, too. What, they don't wear white sheets? They wear patterned sheets? <laughs> they wear a pride flag. <laughs> it's a ghost. It's trans ghost. Like, I don't identify as a ghost. I identify as more of a deity. <laughs> oh. You know who they need to get? Who? <laughs> oh my God, Fernie! We need to get Fernie. How Fernie is not a huge star on reality TV? You could just plug him into any situation, yes. and I think he would be a star. Fernie so. just graduated, I think, right, Joanna? I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get him on the show. Absolutely. Oh, if I'll pull some strings with with case do. <laughs> Is that what they call her? Do they call her Case Stu? I don't know. You mean Kristen Stewart? Yeah, oh, okay. Case Stu. All right. Look at you, Buzz. With it's Case Stu. She had a mixtape coming out next month. It's Case Stu, Drake, <laughs> Jack Harlow. <laughs> From ghosts to vampires, what we do in the shadows lives on as FX has ordered a fifth and sixth season ahead of the show. Season four premiere next month on Instagram. An announcement read: "Quote undead and ready to keep this party going. What we do in the shadows has been renewed for two more seasons." This renewal update was in enthusiastically received by Shadows fans as two commented, yay, 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 bust out the creepy paper and please let this show live as long as Nandor has. What we do in the Shadows season four premieres July 12th. Do you think we can have a superb owl party? <laughs> yes, yes. Is that your superb owl there? Do you think we'll get to touch a little bee? Well, it's all up to the owl, my love. <laughs> PETA has honored the boys season three and it all involves one scene involving 
an octopus. Thankfully, oh no actual God. animals were harmed during the filming, as the octopus was created using cutting-edge technology, something that PETA very much appreciates. The organization is honoring Chase Crawford, Kripke, and the boys' special effects team with its Tech Not Terror Award for cruelty-free and frankly disturbing scene featuring the deep and a computer-generated octopus. So, do you want me to tell you, you what it? happens? Yeah. Is it gross? Spoiler alert. Homelander. Spoiler alert. Who's Spoiler the bad alert. guy? Homelander's like the Superman on this show. So, for backstory, the Deep was kicked out of the Seven. Yeah, for sexual assault. Right. And I guess they brought him and Homelander back? wanted him back. Okay. But he made him go to a dinner, and he served him a live octopus because the Deep can communicate with fish like Aquaman or whatever. Right. So, he forces him. To eat his friend, and he's like, "Oh my God, he's praying because he, <laughs> and he has he to, to he has to eat the live octopus." Why? Well, does it, it wasn't a real octopus, so good for them. Also, not a real penis in that termite scene either. We found out. Oh yeah, Joanna, we we figured. Okay, he wasn't Richard Gearing because it wasn't from the back. He actually went in from the front. From the front. Yeah. Oh. Which? Why would anybody? I mean. Look at how confused BT looks. BT is very confused. And Buzz doesn't understand that that's a thing. That's a thing. What's the thing? I'm listening too, but what's the thing here? Um, Have you seen uh, the TV show? It's called The Boys on Amazon Prime. uh, No. Big streamer. Superheroes, but they're, you know, you can imagine if somebody really had superpowers, they'd just be a supreme dick to everybody, right? Of course. These guys are the worst. It's really good looking people. They're always, yeah, they're always really dick. So. Uh, there's a sex, there's a sex scene where a guy's got like <laughs> Ant Man powers. Okay, so he can become an Ant Man. He's and he's gay, so his boyfriend wants him to go inside. Oh, and I thought oh. he was going, I thought he was going up his the the old Stop. poop shoot. Richard Gear. Yeah, I that. thought he was Richard Garrett, but it turns out I got that wrong. So anyway, so the, when the oh Ant Man guy's in there, he, they do a lot of drugs and cocaine. So he sneezed and went back to normal size and like blew up this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This show's crazy. This oh, show's crazy. That's creative, but oh, I don't want to see that. Uh, so he's a superhero, but he's also gay. And he goes into Ant-Man, and he goes, get small. Yeah, goes and up he, And guys. he does cocaine. Yeah. And what kind of superhero is this? These well, all, all these superheroes every, are, all of them are, are, are bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess they're yeah. All, yeah, we're all flawed at some point. But Exactly. Yeah. And imagine that flawed person now gets these superhuman abilities. You're going to be just a terrible person. Can I be a cop? Yeah, by the way, I, I just want to be... I just. That's very funny. I'm not going to laugh. That's very, very funny. I just want to be clear. The fact that he's gay is not one of his more... That's not what we're talking yeah. about. Well, we're duh, talking well about, duh. I hope nobody take you know, and then they're protesting the station. I don't like what you no, did. And nothing like that. Two, four, six, eight. We don't want to integrate. You know, that kind of, <laughs> so, yeah, I hope they don't do that. But yeah, so yeah. But of course, being gay is just being gay. I mean, no, it's just, just part of being who you are. But the, the bad trait should be like he does cocaine. He's a superhero yeah. that's cocaine. Well, yeah. the thing is, like, a lot of the superheroes are, like, superheroes for Christ. Uh, capes for Christ is a thing. And <laughs> oh, Capes right. for Christ. Yeah, and but then they go to parties where they're just doing drugs and all capes kinds of debauchery Christ. and stuff. It's a good show. You should watch it. It's Christ. a good show. I'm trying yeah. to sell you on it. So it, it, it's the third season just started. <laughs> I think I, you, you had me at Capes for Christ. <laughs> 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 is that like a, like a vacation Bible school? I, 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 for I, superheroes. It, 
Like, like if you attend vacation Bible school, whatever, and you get like a, like a cape for Christ. You know, if kids, if you're if you get a, a cape as a kid, that's like a big thing, right? Is it still a big thing now? You get a cape. What's that? Yeah. It's a cape for Christ. You know, you go to vacation Bible school, you be like super Christian or whatever. Like you can fly. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? No, seriously, you know you can sell kids on anything. So if you go, you know, you sell kids on Jesus when they're, you know, young. When they get older, they're like, nah, this don't exist. It's not like Santa Claus. But still, if they're kids, though, eight or nine, and you go to vacation Bible school, and you go, oh, great job. You knew the Ten Commandments. Uh, Here you get a cape for Christ. They go, yay. He runs around with a cape on. I I really need to see the show. I I miss BT and his energy. I know. The fact that you are still like this and you're not drinking energy drinks is crazy to me. Yeah, it's almost like, okay, maybe that wasn't my flaw. <laughs> maybe I didn't need those after all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, man, I wasted all those years on that when really I was like this the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just want to bottle that up. Yeah. Well, finally, Britney Spears married her longtime boyfriend Sam Asgari yesterday. The guests included Madonna, Paris Hilton, Selena Gomez, and Britney's first husband, Jason Alexander, who tried to crash the wedding. I saw that. This is almost like a I remember the '90s episode on VH1 of all the other of, people. Yeah, over there, Paris Hilton. She and was wilding out. But uh, have, you, have you seen her uh, uh, Instagram, Britney Spears? Like, you go, is this really her? Man, she's crazy now. I mean, like, like I feel bad. Like she's, oh man, you know what I mean? Don't get Joanna started. Uh, so her, yeah. she married this dude. <laughs> And they were only married for like 50 hours. Her mom flew yeah, out to Vegas hours. and hours. made him sign annulment papers. Yeah. And then a, a year or two later, she hooked up with a backup dancer. That's K-Fed. How does this guy a feel? A backup like, dancer. Right. I mean, Wait, that, you, you hit gold when you do that. You're a backup dancer? So the dude she married was named Jason Alexander. He's not George Costanza from Seinfeld, but he was a Well, nah. Uh and he crashed or attempted to crash the wedding, and he live-streamed the whole thing. He eventually was tackled by security, and police were called. Yeah, so that was them tackling him in the video. Wow, that sounds when they great. Him. But why would you ruin her wedding? Come on, man. Brittany's on the straight and narrow. Why would you do that to her? Well, his name's Jason Alexander. I mean, he's the guy from Seinfeld. <laughs> no, That's going to ruin everything. the guy from Seinfeld. <laughs> Maybe he was doing that thing. I'm going to do the exact opposite of whatever my impulse is. Yeah. Uh so anyway, he was removed. It doesn't sound like he had an invitation, so that was probably a lie. But I feel kind of sad. This, I mean, it's just so sad, right, for this guy mm-hmm. that he's showing up. You could have been K-Fed. You could have been K-Fed. You could have been the one. You just had to you knock her up within 50 hours <laughs> if, he, if, he, if he had only managed to get Brittany pregnant in those 55 hours that they were married. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we're going to try a uh, contest that isn't just like we call it number 10. The contest we're going to do is going to require you to get on the phone with us, win uh, win tickets to see Lamb of God. They go on sale this morning in about an hour. We're also going to make it a combo and give you tickets for wrestling. So tide you over wrestling Saturday at the Pan Am Center in Las Cruces. You need to come get those tickets today if you win them, by the way. Yeah. Um. Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey? Apparently Ronda Rousey's part of the lineup. I, I think she's so hot. She really is. Ronda Rousey? I think she's she incredible. Is. And she's uh, like her great-great-grandmother was black. Oh. And she she admits it, too. What? Which, which is weird. Like her, her great-great-granddad or something like that. Great-great-grandmother was black. I, I love that. Does she that admit- make her more attractive to you? 
No, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Okay. I mean, you know, but I mean, I just think like, I just love, and she she didn't go, no. She was like, yeah, I know. Like, cool. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was like, it makes you go like, you even hotter now. Like, oh, so you understand. You understand what we're going through. Yeah, she's hot though, man. I love, I've always loved Rhonda, but I never liked her attitude when like it came to like, when she okay. got beat. Like, uh, I thought she yeah. really kind of was like she was entitled to win and, and, and holly was holly just did her job man and and she was nice she's always been high was nice and she was like she wouldn't shake her hand like man i didn't like her attitude in the ring or whatever but uh but yeah man i i've always loved Rhonda, and uh but man yeah she got her ass whooped i mean Ho- holly and holly uh home? holly home that's the first one and then uh amanda nunez that was hard to watch that was just straight up nuck right she, just she was kind of like the air jordan of women's mma and then when she got beat by holly home then it's like everybody it's like the mystique was gone and she lost her confidence or something no, but you know, you know what? even if she had that confidence she would have got beat by those guys i mean those women anyway i mean by by amanda nunez anyway because amanda nunez was just i mean styles make fights it's her styles make fights so you know even if she had the confidence like, i'm gonna beat you up is I it mean, just me or is the the women's mma sometimes more vicious it seems more vicious I, mean, I don't know. The, all of it looks vicious. Is vicious, vicious but I mean, vicious vicious, me. vicious. I mean, they uh, they they have a, like a thing of they're not so like when it's over. Hey, we're buddies. We're all like, yeah, whatever. You know. I mean, like, hey, whatever, bitch. I mean, yeah. I think that's what it's like to yeah. me. So yeah, but I think that's a woman thing also. I think women are women are just more like backstabbing, vindictive oh than men are. Oh my god, <laughs> they really are. What, what I need to introduce our guest. It's BT. BT. Uh, why don't you give an email if anybody wants to send you an email? Uh oh, about what, anything. I don't know. What happened? Why, why'd you say that? Women are more backstabbing. Women, women are more vicious. It's just true. I mean, it might be in bad. I, I love women. Make the case that I didn't say. Buzz, it. you were just saying that off I air. I did not. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, listen, a lie. I love women. I think they're great. But sometimes, hey, you got you, you got to get told about yourself. Like Kevin Samuels in the Black Community. I don't know if you guys know about this rock and roll station, but still, Kevin Wait, Samuels. Who? In the, what? Ke- yeah, yeah. Kevin Samuels in the Black Community would tell black women about themselves. They'd call up like on a dating show. Like, listen, they would say, seriously, like, uh, I am thirty four. I have uh, four kids." Kids by three different daddies. I, you know, how much? You know, how much do you weigh? I weigh 195 pounds. How tall are you? Five one. Yeah, you, you're not gonna get anybody. I mean, he would tell them. He would tell them like, yeah, you're. I mean, and they would get mad at him. But but still, he would say, listen, what you are now is. He would tell them what they're about, and they get mad. So he ended up dying last month. Wait, who? His name is Kevin Samuels. Sounds oh. like he had a radio show or something, Buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so seriously, so he died, and women were online like, good. I'm glad he's dead. Like it was just terrible. And it's like only because. He told them about themselves. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. I mean, we love you women, but let's look at everything. The, uh, the Kevin Samuel. Then you had, uh, honestly, let's put it this way. When uh, the, the only time that this country has ever come together unilaterally, 9-11, when uh, anytime Ke- uh, Tom Brady gets beat and the, Johnny, and the Johnny Depp case. That's the only time I've ever seen everybody unilaterally go, yes, USA, Johnny Depp, USA, Johnny Depp. If Johnny Depp and Chris uh, Rock ran for office, I guarantee they would win. If Johnny Depp and Chris Rock, because everybody was on Chris Rock's side, and everybody was on Johnny Depp's side. I hear from people that, like right after the slap, that yeah. were totally on Will Smith's side. Man, no, let me my girlfriend was all on Will Smith's side. Of course side. she was, because she was a woman. Here's yeah. the thing about it. Okay, so you're saying basically it was 50 50 split no women. You know, basically, I mean, women are like that, and that's just how oh they are. We love God. you. Stand, no. up, stand up comedian BT is here. To yeah, perform at I, the I love you ladies, trip. but that's what I'm saying. If, if, now, if I was to get up here and start kissing your ass, like, ah, oh, this guy's the greatest. But if I just said, yeah, you guys are vindictive, and that's what you guys do. Hey, BT, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I was given a, a bunch of 
CDs by Buzz when I first started coming here, a bunch of best of CDs, and I yes. started listening to them. And it's like 1998, best of Buzz. Uh, let's see who's on here. BT. You ain't got to say that. Like 1998, you ain't got to call me out like that, BT, bro. Well, what I mean BT is, has been one of our favorites for That's what I mean. Long, oh, thank you. Long, thank you. Long, thank you. You, thank you, thank you are you. an institution as a part thank of the you. show now. Oh, and, I, I, and honestly, and I love, there's two radio stations in the country that I actually love and buzz. As one of them is freaking Wichita or Omaha or something. No, yeah. Oh, uh, the, Todd and Tyler in, yeah. in, uh, in Omaha. Now, because yeah. you're from Oklahoma, right? Yeah, born and raised. That's why me and Buzz get along so well. Tell me, tell me the Muskogee versus Okmulgee we thing. We got to take a break. Oh, okay, but you, we can definitely talk about this. And I'm going to have the Lamb of God wrestling. Tennis, yeah, and we're going to play a brand new game called Sexual Frustration. Sexual Frustration. So that is the name of the game. I'll Sexual give you the rules and tell you how to play it. Uh, we'll have that. BT's at the comic strip. By the That's way, so right. if you're looking for entertainment, did you do a show last night? BT did a show. I did what was it? About hour twenty. I feel so bad for this guy. He's like hey, Stephen Puga is yeah. the MC this Stephen week. Puget, yeah, here. great guy. And he he was like he was at the end of the edge of the stage, making me to finish. You know, at about fifty, and I did like another thirty. And he's like, uh-huh. anytime now, anytime now. I mean, he works at a funeral home, so you know, we're like they were waiting on him at work. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, man. So I felt so bad. He's like, anytime now, BT. He's one show book. tonight for BT, right? And two tomorrow. One show. Ah, great. You can load it up on a Friday. Just yeah. load it up, bro. I can't <laughs> wait. It's like that. It's like you know, it's like it's, it's like a, it's like the last round of a fight. Are we on like a one round fight? Like, yeah, it's gonna be great, bro. That's what we're gonna do. All right. So BT's at the comic strip. We got these tickets. We're gonna give away. We're gonna play a game called the Sexual Frustration Sexual Game. Frustration. Women protesting out front for what I just Probably said. Probably before the end of the commercials. <laughs> Uh, let's take a break. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, KLAQ, yeah, let's do the do with me and Buzz, yeah, and the rest of the crew, yeah, bring us some rock and roll, some lead guitar, yeah, that's what, that's what we are, yeah, rock and roll, uh, rock and roll, out of control, rock and he roll. He spits hot fire. Yeah, like, damn, that's hot, uh. Like the stove, I told you not to touch you. <laughs> it's good to see that BT has mellowed uh, with age. <laughs> hey, there's no drug test after the show, right? <laughs> oh, you know, there is no Red Bull here anymore. There is no Monster Energy drinks. I mean, there's all like iced coffee. This is an iced coffee. Yeah. yeah. Just a, just a straight up annoying son of a gun. Is We're going to get contestants. <laughs> We're going to play sexual frustration game. BT uh, is one of the few that. comics that I would see and I'd be like, okay. I know he's doing cocaine somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I nope. wish I made that kind of money. He, nope. never, he never is in public doing he it. Did, even I, in private, you don't see him doing it. So I've he must do seen, it. I've never even seen him drink alcohol. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Do you drink? Man, I, I, no one ever sees it. It's always like maybe in the privacy with a woman, and I got to be within like 100 feet of the hotel room. Because otherwise, it's, yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm, here's what I do. When I drink, I just get louder and more like, <laughs> Oh my and yeah, god. Yeah, and it gets like that. This? <laughs> that was very mean. That was very mean. I, I don't like what you said there. You said that with a little, little vitriol in your voice. Well, go yeah. go ahead and, and drag all this stuff out. So BT and I were in high school at the same time, but we went to competing high, high schools. schools. Right. So he both went, of you are from Oklahoma. And, and Buzz one of the few. Uh, like, there's four cities in Oklahoma that have black people, and Buzz is from well, one of them. I, and I was telling you, like, my town had a reputation, like in, being rough. Like, Okmulgee's like a tough town. Mug town. Mug town. Did you Did you know about this? this I, Oak- I never went to Okmulgee. I was a dork, man. I told, like I said, on stage. Well, I never you know, Buzz said that yeah. Muskogee, where you're from, rough, was like the rich neighborhood. It was like for the. Yeah, I wouldn't rich, say if you're rich, from Okmulgee, it is <laughs> but richer than Okmulgee. Not yeah, rich. that ain't really saying much, but it's like it was like a gated community, Okmulgee. Like, oh, that's where the white people live. Like, they're they're. 
their parks got mowed and stuff. Yeah. And our, black, had... our black people talking like two or three syllable words. <laughs> it's not like, oh, mo, mo, let's play some basketball. Right. You know it, I mean? It's not really saying a lot to yeah, say not, that yeah. it was better than, than where I grew up. It's, like, it's like saying that is the greatest Super Kmart I've ever seen in my life. That's what it's basically like. That's hilarious. And did you, did you start comedy in Oklahoma? Kinda. I started actually in uh, in Kansas City. I, I was going to school in Miami, Oklahoma, junior college, and I drive up two and a half hours on two lane highway to go get on stage for maybe three minutes. Wow. Yeah. And so I started Kansas City, and then when I transferred to University of Oklahoma, sooner born, sooner bred, when I died, sooner did, I went on stage at the <laughs> Jokers in Oklahoma City, and that's where I kind of honed the talent. So you were a sooner. Uh, sooner, a boomer. Sooner, yes, sir. I graduated. Oh, you. As a matter of fact, I got an associate's degree from a junior college and uh, a bachelor's degree. So hey. I have two degrees. Yeah, that means I can be a night manager at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's us. Man, we yeah. can, we can play some softball, bro. You see us in the softball championship? We can play some softball, bro. I, 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 I tell Buzz all the time, like, I don't know how BT doesn't age, but Buzz looks like he's aged 10 years since I've known him. Wow. Uh, oh, that was a shot. Yeah. No, it's not. Has your check been signed yet? I, <laughs> BT, you look the same every time you come. Thank you. And my birthday was just uh, two days ago. Thank you very much. Does, my birthday does was Wednesday. Does he look the same? Yeah, BT looks the same every time Almost I see Almost exactly him. the same and still muscly and, uh, and everything. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, I, I'm just amazed. I'm wondering what kind of... Uh, BT probably looked... I mean, I could tell you for a fact he looked better than he looked better than me when I first met him 25 years ago. Too. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not going to make me feel bad. I but, don't. I'm just kidding. But how is, have you? Uh, you played basketball for Oklahoma Baptist, and then did you go to OU eventually? Yeah, I okay. also went to OU. For Bus a could while. dunk. Bus yeah. could dunk. Yeah, Bus could get up. You haven't seen him do. He, I've heard him say this before, but I'm not sure I've ever. Seen that's it. why Buzz got street career from the black dudes, man. That's why black. That's why black chicks like him. Buzz had that flavor. If you're a white kid that can dunk in in, in Oklahoma and you ain't scared of black dudes or whatever, and you like they're your friends, man. You you're you got carte blanche, bro. No matter where you go, like, yo, it's that white boy Buzz right here. That's white boy Buzz. Yeah. What up, Buzz? Hey, what up, kid? I mean, seriously, but seriously, Buzz was Jack Harlow before Jack Harlow. <laughs> I've been meaning to ask this for weeks. Who's Jack Harlow? I keep hearing this Jack name. Harlow is like, he's like the Eminem now of rap. I mean, seriously. He's like a, a rapper? Uh, you know, in what they consider what a rap is now. Yeah, hip hop or whatever. But yeah, he's cool. And he's cool. He gives credit. So I think he saw the game and he knows how to get by. You know what I mean? He gives credit to the, the you know, black artists, whatever. And he's real cool. So, and he's got, I always get the, the great guests on his record. So yeah, Jack Harlow is like. Oh, he did What's Poppin'. Okay, yeah, yeah. What's Poppin'. Let me show you a picture, okay? Okay. Is this a chupacabra, or is it a an upright coyote? It's a chupacabra. I saw that before. That was spotted by the Amarillo Zoo. So here's the picture. That's a chupacabra, bro. The unidentified Amarillo That's an alien. entity was seen outside the Amarillo Zoo okay. on May 21st. According to city officials, it's got a picture. It... But, I got to tell you, it looks like to me, and you can't really make out what's going on. That it's a guy, and it, maybe he's in a, no, what's called no, a ghillie that's suit. Not a guy. No, you know it, what a ghillie suit it's is? It's what snipers use to hide themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full I think of, it could uh, be a guy. And branches. Or, it, or he's got scoliosis. Because look at it back. Well, okay, I was going to say, Buzz. Well, he's kind of crouching, but his legs the, look like he's wearing pants. Buzz, use the cursor to uh, to determine where do you think the front is. What the what? what right I think this is that's the, the front. front. There's yeah. the face. The front, yeah. No, that's the back. No, that's the front. Look at the tail. That's the, that instead of a, what in the front or the back. Because if that's not his tail, that dude is that's a unit. 
it's, that is it's, a yeah, that's unit. not a, his unit. That's He's a, a John right. Holmes of Cupacabra. Look, these are his, what, oh, the hind his, legs of a coyote nope. standing on its hind legs. It's those are his knees. He's oh kind of God. in a. It's a human. He's got in a bad crouching knees. Position. He's got bad knees. No. He's a coyote with bad knees. He's got to get scoped. <laughs> He's trying to get free health care. Uh, like, hey, please. The get, city please has get a coyote community. The city of Amarillo has several theories about what it could be. So, do you want me to see if I can? Find oh God, some I know Amarillo. So this ought to be good. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Is it a large coyote on its hind legs? That's stupid. <laughs> and what else? Well, and this is the zoo that it was captured in front of, or it was, you know, the image has been uh, taken from in front of the zoo. It's not like an escaped zoo animal, is it? It's in front of the zoo. Like, he's got friends there. The entity, Maybe, yeah. okay, so somebody the from the city, the director <laughs> of Parks and Recreation, Leslie Nope. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Kashuba said, it's important to note that this entity was outside the Amarillo Zoo. There were no signs of attempted entry. No animals or individuals were harmed. There's no sign of criminal activity or vandalism. Uh, that has got a link. If you've got a theory, but that, but that's <laughs> you can what contact it is. the city. It's another animal going, why are these animals locked up? Yeah. I mean, seriously. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like he's almost paying homage. Yeah. Like, hey, man, why you, I'm free, bro. Why are y'all in there like that? Did y'all get caught up? Y'all got caught up in the game? Because I didn't get caught up in the game, bro. I'm free, mate. I'm free out here, mate. Why y'all in there, mate? Get your life together, bro. Get your life together. See, my, knee, my knees are bad, but I'm free, mate. Oh, you think he was talking to them as a, like, uh... Like an animal to animal. Animal to animal. Like, he was like, yeah. give him game signs and let man get your life together, bro. Like when those former cholos go to the... the yeah, and start to preaching. To, yeah. Why, why Kind of like Father it? Stu. <laughs> He's the Father Stu of... Why isn't it more likely that this is somebody in some kind of costume or maybe like a furry, you know, or a mascot costume? No, but... Why do you go to Chupacabra? It's a real... It's an animal, bro. And like I said, I mean, it, this animal wondering why other animals are locked up and he's kind of paying homage like, whoa, this is weird. Why are you guys in there? And I'm free. And he's going to go on about his business. Because animals know other animals. That's why, I mean, granted, they have to do what they have to do when it comes to killing and eating. I mean, they do what they got to do because it's, it's, it's fierce right in the streets. But other than that, they understand other animals, man. That's why sometimes you see them like... Uh, did you see that one little video of uh, it was a fox, and I think it was a like his arch in, his arch nemesis, and they were all together. And, like he waited from across the street, and they went off into the like into the woods together, kind of like on on uh, Looney Tunes with uh, with Sam. Remember that that, that sheepdog yeah. and the coyote, and they were friends. Like, hey Sam, hey hey Rob, and they and they punched the time card. See you tomorrow, Sam. Exactly. Remember that? How funny was that? that but was, it's those truth. were great. They should have made was, more of those. My God, how so funny! How funny was that? I and mean, he chased him, but it, it was all business. And I think that's what it is with animals. I think, like, they understand, like, hey, man, we're animals. Like, I respect you, but, you know, I still got to eat you eventually. Somebody <laughs> thinks that it could be a... You're a vegetarian. What are you talking not about? Not me. I'm talking about animals. Not me, though. Not me. I, I've changed. Somebody yeah. suggests that it could be a skinwalker. I don't know if you know what What's a skin... skinwalker? Is that, like, from the... the St- not the Stephen King. Is it Stephen King? Yeah, but I think it's based on Native American uh, folklore. Oh! And... Did you see that movie about that then? The, uh, uh, what was it called? Antlers. <laughs> I didn't see that it one. It was called Antlers. It, uh, it was, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Guillermo. Del Toro? Yes. He either produced it or he directed it. And I saw that Antlers, man. That was uh, that was kind of good. Yeah, I mean, it was based <laughs> off that. No, it was based off that. Somebody says it looks like an Indian wearing a dead wolf over its head. An Indian? <laughs> no, it didn't. But nice try. An Indian I think they're called Native Americans wearing wolves. I, I'm reading the comments. I'm just reading what they wrote. Uh, anyway, 
People are trying to figure that out. No, that that's an animal paying homage to. I mean, seriously, coming in and, and looking at his peeps that are locked up. That's what it is. Animals, no animal, man. Solidarity, guys. Yeah. Attica. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> he just leaves and they go, oh. Here's Lamb of God's laid to rest. Oh. And here's what just the vocals sound like. So uh, this is an isolated vocal oh, track, which is, I love when they yeah. put out the isolated this, vocal this track. This suck. Whoa! Good job. Now. So he wow. threw up. So he threw up when he did that. I like that, man. That's rock, bro. That's good old fashioned rock and roll. So we're gonna have tickets for Lamb of God. They go on sale in about forty five minutes. So these. When are they gonna be here? October sixteenth. Ah, Don Haskins Center. Damn. Damn. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going to see. Are you a Lamb of God fan? I mean, you know, I'm a fan of rock. I think you are, right? 80s rock. I yeah. Think no, I, I like all rock, but I really do. I mean, but uh, I mean, yeah, that speaks to me. But I like the new stuff, but it's like no one really sticks out enough for me to say off the top of my head. Like, I like Clutch. Um, I tell you who I really like is Black Label Society. Mm-hmm. Man, those. Zach just puts it yep. down. That dude is a man's a monster. Love that guy. So, yeah, I like, I like uh, Black Label Society. I like uh, uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Uh, they're not that hard, but I, I saw them in concert. I, 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 I saw BLS in concert. Oh. Black Label Society. They were, man, they rocked it. He is so good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like the new stuff, but there's not enough groups that stick out to me that, you know what I mean? I like, uh, is it Judas? Judas Priest? Not Judas Priest, but is it uh, Judas? Is there a band? Uh, no, no, I think Fozzie. They have a song called Judas. That's it, yeah. So, yeah, I like them. So You know uh, who Fozzie is, right? Oh. Uh, Chris, Chris Jericho. Jericho, the wrestler. Chris Jericho. Really? Yeah, yeah. that's his band. Yeah. Okay, well, they, okay, I like them. Man. They're, no, they're pretty good. I like them. I, like, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to a concert. I like my, I like, you know, I want to be alive, but I, I like those guys. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> You'd be fine. You would be fine at a Fozzie concert. No, I just, no, I would go in those, uh, those, those uh, private boxes and watch from up top. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be down there. Woo! All right, here's the sexual frustration game. We're going to get a contestant. And so what it is, is I'm going to describe something that's not at all sexual. It doesn't have anything to do with sex or anything naughty. It's completely innocent, okay? Okay. You've got to tell me what it is. So I'll give you an example so you can play along. All right, let's play it. All right, so I'm going to describe what I'm talking about. I am a body part that comes in many sizes. All right. When I'm not well, I drip. Nipples. And when you blow me, you feel good. Uh, BT, you got an answer? I am a body part that comes in many sizes. When I'm not well, I drip. When you drip, drip. blow me, you feel good. Nose. Drip, drip, drip. Nose. BT says it's nose, and it is, in fact, nose. Oh, look at that. Look at the brother. Check out the big brain on BT. <laughs> Nerd. I know I am. Thank you. I tell you, thank you. I, I, you know, you keep pushing it like that. <laughs> and we're going to be going out. I mean, that's... <laughs> nice. Uh, let me try another one. Here's another uh, sexual frustration game. Remember... Sexual frustration because the answer is definitely not sexual. Okay, right. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. I have a stiff shaft. 
Oh, damn. Okay. Yes. Oh. <laughs> my tip might penetrate you. Oh. Yes. And okay. I come with a quiver. A quiver. An arrow! Nico says arrow. I have a stiff shaft. Uh-huh. My tip might penetrate you. And I come with a quiver. An arrow is correct. A nice. quiver is the thing, is like the little holder that they have. They call that a quiver. Okay. Right? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So, what, okay. So, we're talking about the what now? What body part is this? No, no, no. It's, it's not, not a body, body part. part. Okay. It's something that is not sexual. Okay. Okay. So it doesn't have to be a body. The first one was a body. Okay. I did okay. the same thing yesterday for yeah. some reason. Right. Okay. I made the same. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so let's get a contestant. Let's make All a caller right. number ten. And 915-910-4995. And this is a big one. This is for the Lamb of God tickets and WWE, WWE. on Saturday. So okay. you got if you're going to go to WWE, you got to pick these tickets up by end of business today. And then uh, we will notify you, since these tickets aren't on sale for Lamb of God, we don't have those yet, but you'll have them uh, if you win the contest. So it is the sexual frustration game. Give us a call, and the number is 915-910-4995, 910-4995. Caller 10 gets the first crack at it. Don't forget, BT's at the El Paso Comic Strip this week. Woo! Yes. And uh, more with comedian BT on the way and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show. We're going to do sexual frustration game right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we've got BT here yeah. with us. We've got these tickets uh, that we're going to give away. The wrestling tickets are for tomorrow. The Lamb of God tickets are for their show October the 16th at the Don Haskins Center. And we're going to make it a combo package today with the sexual frustration game. Now, I just want to remind everybody in the studio... I'm going to give you another one of these sexual frustration. It's definitely not sexual. How about that? We, we know the rules. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I know the rules. I mean, come on now. It could be a, a thing. It could be an object. It could be a person. It could be a body part. Could be the one thing that is definitely always a body part, BD. One thing that is definitely not. <laughs> wow, she's kind of coming at you today. You notice she's that? Come man, she's coming at me. Hey, go ahead, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so, we've got our first uh, contestant who's ready to go. Uh, looks like it's Carlos. Hi, Carlos. Oh, Carlos. Carlos, I'm going to uh, describe what I am. And remember, it's okay. non-sexual. You're not going to have to say anything off-color even. All right, so here's the description. Okay. You ready, Carlos? Yes. I go in hard. I come out soft. You can have fun blowing me. I'll read, I'll read it again. You're the first contestant, so you're the first one hearing it. Carlos, you still there? I go okay. in. I go yeah. in hard. I come out soft, and you can have fun blowing me. A congressman. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Any guesses? I'm going to go with. Yes, I'm going to go with gum, like chewing gum, bubble gum. Oh, nice. Yeah. Carlos is saying that he believes what I'm describing okay. is gum. Wouldn't have, that wouldn't have even crossed my mind. <gasps> Carlos. I have been trying to figure this one out since yesterday. I ran a test yesterday, and I gave 
these two, and they couldn't get it. After 30 minutes, I gave up, but I wouldn't tell them the answer. Do you think Carlos is right? I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to go with my boy Carlos. Gum sounds like the, the that right That sounds answer. great, Carlos. Yeah, good answer. Good, good answer. answer. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. Good. Survey says. I go in hard. I come out soft. You can have fun blowing me. That is bubble gum, folks. Oh yes! Carlos, man, how oh. did he figure it out that in was 20 clutch. seconds? And he you totally guys sit Googled here it. and tortured yourselves trying because to. Because he Carlos didn't Google any straight up G. Well, no, straight up G. No, it's an easy. We're idiots. That's an easy you answer. You were dumb. <laughs> yeah, but you guys really didn't come no. anywhere close to getting it yesterday. Carlos, home run. Because it was sexual frustration. Oh. We kept thinking sexual. Right, you stuff. couldn't get. Yeah. You can't have a dirty mind because she knew yeah. I was coming in in the morning. She couldn't get a mind off of it. Hang on, Carlos, Come. hang on. I've got both of the prizes for you, so hang tight just for a second, all right? All right. All thank right. you, Thanks, Thanks, Carlos. Thank you. Yeah, wow. bubble gum. Bubble gum. I think that's awesome, bro. I am shook it. We were gum. saying all kinds. I said glass at one point, I you think. You did say glass. <laughs> I, I know you can blow glass. And Buzz yeah, was like, that's not how glass works. Not, <laughs> glass it doesn't go in hard and come out softer. It's just the opposite. <laughs> You still riding those uh, little motorcycles around? Little? Are well, you? his, you know, the it's not a no, Harley. It's he, not like it's a rides, Ducati. It's, he yeah. rides a Moto GP, like the, some of the beastiest, fastest motorcycles you could. Yeah, ride. I know, but they're they're little. No, or not, not they're this one. not. Not this one. Okay, so you are lip. still riding. Still, oh yeah, man, it's my life, bro. Right, now I got a GP shirt. I got a, I got a dirt bike now. I mean, during, the, during the pandemic, right? I lose my health insurance. What do I get as a, as a, as, a, as, a, as a post fifty year old man? I get a motocross bike. I get a dirt bike. You're so, over fifty. You can't say it like that. But yeah, yeah. So I, I got a dirt bike. I got a dirt bike. So I, I ride motocross now. So. Um, yeah. I, no, with no health insurance. I just got into Formula One, and I was thinking of you when I started watching that because they have a new series on. Uh, I know, Driven, uh, Drive, Drive to Survive. Drive I know, I watched both of them. It's really good. But I was thinking of you because I was like, they should do this. With they do the, with the motorcycle they do. guys. But it's on Amazon Prime, and nobody really watched it. Uh, it. It sucks because it was good too. But man, I mean, honestly, Formula One beat them to the punch with Drive to Survive, and it's so good. And it's on Amazon, and what they have, what Formula One has over MotoGP is most of the drivers, even though a lot of them are. Uh, you know, foreigners, whatever, but they speak pretty a uh, decent enough English. They do. And MotoGP, a lot of those guys are a lot of those guys are Spanish, and uh, a lot of those guys are Italian. And man, Italians sometimes they almost refuse to learn English. I mean, they're like adamant, like, but they kind of have no. to. Yeah, they're kind of like, yeah. And I remember this one guy. I went to a track day in a, in a Rome, and this guy was like, man, he goes, I refuse to learn English. He, that's the only English he said was, I refuse to learn English. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's that's one. I refuse yeah. to learn in the English. I'm not gonna learn no, but you got to know. Sorry, black guy, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> I mean, and he refused. Like they were, at, and I kind of respected that in a way. It's kind of like a, like a, you know, kind of like black dudes. How, how you know we, we refuse to like, you know, assimilate. You know, right. no, I'm gonna keep it black, brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I kind of respect that. But yeah, so the one on Amazon Prime, Mono GP, it was good. But they he flubbed it up because wait, wait he did what? Flubbed. flubbed. I said flubbed. Oh, I said flubbed. I know where I'm at. Oh, Duh, bro. Come on, I'm a professional, man. Come on, now I ain't get you in trouble like that. <laughs> but yeah, so I wouldn't uh, get in trouble. But, Joanna would. So <laughs> go, feel free. So, so there's a lot of subtitles. And you know, and then and then, then they had that overdubbed where like you know the old Bruce Lee movies, yeah. kind of like that. And so then they took that off and had with the original language, and they just uh, had subtitles. But unfortunately, man, I don't, it didn't have the impact well, that uh, Drive to Survive. This did. was a thing, and I tried to show it to Buzz, but Buzz just he's like, oh, whatever. Well, about it. I was just thinking to myself, this what you guys talking about this stuff is what it's like when I start talking about golf. Yeah, right? just a little bit, or like Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. other way. 
Well, 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 actually, golf now, it, to me, right now, it's interesting because what that it, the new Saudi Arabian Hell League. Hell yeah. I love that. Because you know what they should do? Instead of like cowering, what Milkerson and everybody else is doing, they're cowering. They should do what China did when the United States goes, you know, why are the Olympics in Beijing, all the human rights abuses? And they just do what China did and go, really? What about your police shooting unarmed black men? And then we kind of shut up and go, hey, what's a new iPhone coming out? And that, <laughs> and that was pretty much it. And I hope I, they, that's what they should do. What, what if you haven't heard me talk for the past couple of days we're talking about is a lot of the top golfers have signed with this new golf league that's I mean, backed by getting, the Saudis. They're getting generational wealth money. I mean, the kind of money... million dollars. Th- I mean, so they, 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 offered, they offered Tiger a billion dollars so and he turned it apparently down. Apparently, they have a war chest of $4 billion just for players, just for signing players. They have a $4 billion oh war God. chest. Um, uh, Phil Mickelson just came uh, talking. It came out talking about uh, the money he got. He said, "I need to start prioritizing the people that I love the most and uh, work on becoming a better version of myself." Because he was a gambler. He was. I mean, uh, he, he, seriously, I heard he was in gambling debt. He lost millions gambling. And also, Michael Jordan was a big gambler, also. So you know, but he's getting the kind of money where you'd have to be an idiot to lose this kind of money gambling. But and he should have been good. He should have been taken care of before that anyway. And even, no matter how much you gamble you should have been ready anyway he was making money but then again we don't know their expenses but there was still. another big rumor that that was pretty much uh confirmed about phil mickelson like what, i used to the, the what, the what without naming any names i used to hang around with some guys that Just were on the pga tour swingers <gasps> him and his wife really oh, uh, that was what they said with black guys with black guys <laughs> i will i will become a golfer now i will go i will start on the on the miniature golf links and then i will work my way up and be like hey phil so you want to get something to eat you know what i mean i mean i would love to man oh to, to bang a, a pga golfer's wife <laughs> oh are you serious <laughs> and, and i don't have to be a caddy how great is that? how great I would that be even Bringing it up. Uh, well, okay. So the breaking the, news: uh, Tiger Woods says he won't be playing at the next U.S. Open the next week. Yeah, but he's not leaving the but he's PGA going, Tour. He's going to the British, so he's going to play the British. He's going to be well because his leg is really bad, so he's going to go to the British. Really bad right now. He's going to go to the British and play. But yeah, man, uh, yeah, that is life changing. The Saudis, granted, they do do some human rights abuses that are horrific. What they did to that reporter, Jamal Khash- Khash- man, cut I him up. Man. I saw, they cut him up, and then they put him inside of a bar- uh, under a barbecue so to cover their tracks. So they had a, a regular barbecue, and he was ashes were underneath it. So when they came and were trying to you know do art, I mean uh, get uh, DNA. Whatever. Inside. Yeah, it was. I mean, well, they were asking all these golfers that signed with. Uh, it's called Fifty Four. It's L I V, but it's yes. like Roman numerals Fifty Four. Right. So these guys were up there, and they were asking him about. Well, you know, they execute a bunch of people. You can be, ex- you know, you could be persecuted for being gay. Yeah. They have a horrible human rights record. Horrible. And these guys are just like, I look. I don't know what to say about it. What they what they really want to say is. Do you know how much they paid me? Exactly. Why don't you say that? I mean, I, it, it, you know what? Just pull, just pull up a, 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 a Rob. What's his every name? He goes, hey, show me the money. And they showed him this the money. Is, show this, me the money. And they did. This and so, is exactly what Phil Mickelson has said about uh, Saudi Arabia's regime as of February. He said, they're scary mother effers to get involved with. We know they killed Washington Post reporter Jamal Khashoggi. And have a horrible record on human rights. They was execute, he on the record or yes, off the record, on the record when he said this? They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. <laughs> what did they give him? <laughs> we like got to respect that. 200, the, how the PGA Tour operates. How about the $200 million 
Well, yeah, he got two hundred million dollars. Yeah, he got two hundred million dollars. You don't have to even win a turn. You don't even have to place in a tournament. And he's in he the downside of his that. career. He's Nicholson later of his career. apologized for his comments. Of course, he did. They were off the record comments being shared out of context <laughs> and without my consent. The reporter says that's BS. Hey man, listen. We all can put, we all can connect the dots. We know what it's about. Why don't we just move on? It's like the PGA. It's like the PGA was like you know well, choir boys them, anyway. They're kicking them off. Yeah, it being little bitches is what they're doing, man. I mean, they're, how about their? Wait, they, they waited what the sixty one or sixty three to allow black people on their tour. So you gonna talk about human rights abuses? Whatever, bro. Whatever. I mean, seriously, whatever. We and were it, just talking about that at the Masters because I guess Augusta has only recently let. Women, women uh, in and black, about twenty black. years. I mean, but Augusta does their own ago. thing, though. They're kind of separate from the PGA Tour. They yeah. do their own thing, but at the same time, yeah. I mean, remember when Tiger got in a little thing with his wife, which is a private thing. They had him come up there and publicly apologize. Who who does that? They did it to him. It was kind of like a shaming in a way. So you know what? You can shove that, you know, uh, 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 human rights abuses or whatever up your ass, man. I think it's a bunch of crap. We know what it's about. It's about life changing money, generational wealth. I would do it too. That kind of money? Are you serious? A hundred men. That takes care of your kids, your kids' kids. I mean, you're you're dead and gone. You planted that tree. I think what a lot of people are saying is, well, Phil Nicholson, you probably already have a hundred million dollars. But like I say, he's got gambling debts. I mean, hey, they say Michael Jordan did the same thing. They say he lost a lot of a lot, a lot. You, have you ever heard the 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 theory about Michael Jordan's gambling debts that yeah. his dad was yes. killed because of yeah, Michael Jordan's I heard about gambling that. debts. I heard about that. What? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So so at the height of his career in the early nineties. Uh, Jordan's father was killed on the side of the road. Yeah. Kind of like execution style. And then he retired shortly after that. So the the conspiracy theory attached to this is that was a hit. That was like a mob hit. And oh it was a message God. to Jordan. We're going to kill your father because although why Michael Jordan would, would not pay his debts, he surely had enough money. At yeah, but time. I mean, that's why I mean, everything is theory and everything is speculative. But, so the the right. league, according to this theory, knew. Yeah, this, I, I keep it on basketball told, games. Too. And they told. Theory. Yeah, I didn't hear about betting on basketball games, but they told Jordan, you've got to retire and let this cool down. And, and so then, that's why come back when he went and played minor league baseball and did Space Jam. That's what, right? <laughs> That's what was going on, according to That's this why he did theory. Space Jam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I've heard about that. Yeah. I mean, I heard That's about that crazy. back in the day because there was, I mean, I remember it came out really quick where I think the dude, the people that killed him were in the same convenience store with his dad. And it was on like a, you know, that, uh, closed circuit TV camera. Like he was a convenience store paying something. And I think those same dudes were there. Or... His dad was there afterwards, something like that, man. It was like, a, but that, and that was only really briefly, and it shut off. And, but granted, back in those days, you don't have the, the social media or anything like it right. was now, so you get away with that. You can get away with so much more back in the day than you now, man. You got you got to be really, really good. That's why I think Hollywood, the media. And uh, and the government are all in it together. It's a triangle. I mean, I really I think it's a triangle. Uh, Hollywood, think about it. Wag the dog. Go back and watch Wag the dog. Go back and watch I Robot. And go watch. Uh, what is wrong with you? What are you talking about? I, it's a conspiracy. I really think they're all in it together. I Robot and I Wag Robot. The dog. Wa- Remember Wag the dog yeah, with, with Robert De Niro, where they made up that war yeah. to get, uh, think. Watch watch all the old movies. Hey Willie, man, <laughs> Willie Nelson wrote the theme song for the campaign. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, you watch that, man. That stuff is. I, I really think so. Hollywood's always been about five, ten years ahead of what's going on in real life. So yeah, my bad. So yeah. Wait, how does how does Hollywood? Play into this. Hollywood and the government are sino- they're in it together, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, just cabals and groups of secret societies all just having sex with each other. That's what it all is. It really is, bro.
I mean, you hear, you hear Michael Shea talk about uh, how, what's the, uh, that Roger, what's the, look at the penguin for, I love Trump, what's his name? Roger, uh, what's his name? Roger Ailes? No, Roger no, Stone? Roger Stone. The, yeah, where Mike, he said, I think he hit Michael uh, Shea up and acting he wanted to like, you know, uh, sleep with his wife. Michael Shea, the uh, the writer for Saturday Night Live on SNL. Yeah, he, I think he, like, he likes. Shea. Like, Michael Shea. Wanted, I didn't even know Shea was married. He's not. I'm saying uh, Roger Stone was. He wanted him to sleep with his wife. Oh, he wanted Because Roger Stone was a swing, swinger. Swingers, yeah. Famous yeah. swinger. Yeah, and he's like, he liked black guys to sleep with his wife. So, I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, man. It's, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I mean, I respect it more now. I really do. To be a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. If that's true, because the one thing that they like to call Republicans who didn't jump on board this Trump bandwagon is a cuck. Yeah, it would be great to find out that somebody like Roger Stone literally—he's a, a cuck squared. <laughs> He's a cuck squared. Uh, all right, let's take a break. More with BT. We got one more segment of the show coming up yeah. right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Some more uh, scorching, record-breaking heat in the forecast. We had a record high for January eighth back on Wednesday of 106. Wow. 105 today, 107 tomorrow, and 107 on Sunday. That's cooking, baby. That's cooking. The uh, city has also uh, announced that they've opened six cooling stations that people can go to. Uh, mentions older adults. God, can you imagine, you know, some Mm-mm. elderly lady who doesn't have good air conditioning. Have some kid blowing you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, baby. Thank you, baby. So uh, you go to the city's website, find the different cooling stations. Wait, wait. If, if, if you don't have an air conditioner, what makes you think they have a, a website that you can pull up a website? I mean, no, if you have an air conditioner. The city's got a website. No, he's their, saying if you can't even oh, afford air conditioning. How are you going to like, uh, I don't have any air conditioning, but you know what? At least I got this internet. Let me go. Ah, this is where I can go cool now. Just go to a Starbucks. Even panhandlers have their phones out half the you know, <laughs> time. All those guys panhandling on the street corner, yeah. they all have phones. Yeah, they're all on Starbucks. Yeah, can I get a latte, please? Thank you. I have no home, but I've got this Starbucks card. Thank you so much. God, it's so cool in here. I like it. Can I stay here until it's closing time? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> BT is at the El Paso comic strip. You can go see our good friend for many decades, BT. And my man here. Steven Puga. It's not Puga. It's you. It's Puga. Like Puga. Stephen, how do you say your name? Uh, Puga. 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 Like Pulusi Bagumba. Remember that from uh, Gilligan's Island when he was that headhunter? Look like that headhunter. Gilligan, the words for the prisoner are Pulusi Bagumba. Remember that? Poogie Luke Bagumba. No, Gilligan, no. Remember that? When Gilligan's head looked like the headhunter and Gilligan cut it off. Remember that? And the greatest thing before, before the commercial break, the, uh, Gilligan got mad and cut the, uh, the head off that statue and the Cuba, and, and, and the, uh, the headhunters came and they go, whoever do this, Die. <laughs> but no one talked about how the part when they go, when they go, are you real Kubakai here? And I go, yeah, I'm a real Kubakai. Why you no speak Kubakai? And it's like, really? You guys aren't even speaking Kubakai. Was this one of the movies that they did? No, no, this was, this, this was an episode. The- tell you, trust me. I watched Gilligan's Island all the time when I came home from school. I know, I know every episode yeah, so did by I. heart. Okay, so they said, he go, are you real Kubakai? He go, yeah, why you no speak Kubakai? But n- never mind the fact they're speaking English while they're saying this to him. <laughs> they're, they're speaking English, go, why you no speak Kubakai? And they're not even speaking Kubakai. You know what I mean? He goes, he goes, Pulusi, Pulusi Bogumba. Remember that? One of the greatest episodes of all time. That and the spider. Remember that spider? Oh, uh, the giant that spider. giant spider. It, then they, they scared him away with a bird. Oh, that was Like great. a regular yes. spider. bird. I, that, it was a pigeon. Yeah, it was a right. pit, that pitcher started attacking. Yeah. Remember that? And remember Duke when it was in black and white when Duke was there and Kurt Russell was there. Kurt remember Russell that? was the Tonga, the yeah. the Jungle Boy. Yeah, or the Jungle Boy. And then uh, Don Rickles was on there. Remember that? 
Remember Don Rickles was on there? My favorite episode was the one where uh, Hollywood producer Herman Hecuba showed yeah. up. They put on a musical version of Hamlet. Yes, <laughs> and he made fun of them. What happens when two 50-year-olds get together and Each reminisce? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Ginger or Mary Ann? Yeah. Yeah. Ginger, man, I ain't gonna lie. Ginger, that was my that was my first uh, feeling as, as a man. What's Ginger? When Ginger, because she goes Gilligan, and she had that, and she had Gilligan. those lips, and she had those that cleavage, and the way she said Gilligan. And when you're in like third, fourth grade, man, that's all that's all you need. And I was like, I think she's oh. the only one still alive. Oh. I think Ginger Tina Louise is the only one still alive. Yeah, I, 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 they said uh, when it, when they broke up, uh, it broke out the skipper. It broke his heart. Uh, I think yeah, Gilligan died, didn't he? Gilligan, Gilligan died. Died. And, uh, uh, Bob Marianne oh, just man. died a couple years ago. Oh man, so she's not with in Kansas. Us. I'm just joking. Did she die in Kansas? Yeah. Well, remember she on the stove. She was from no one talked about how did they get together anyway. I guess uh, they were all out in L.A. and on, went on it or Hawaii. Hawaii, or wherever, they went Hawaii, on a, and they on a went on a, Three-hour tour. They didn't have Google Maps. They uh, couldn't uh, find three a three-hour tour. tour. And the weather tour. started getting rough. The, the tiny ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the minnow would be lost. Oh, my God. The minnow would be lost. You guys are such boomers. The ship sit ground on the shore of this untied desert, desert isle with, with Gilligan, the skipper, too. The skipper, too. And his wife. Let, let Joanna do it. She's like a millennial. Go ahead. The movie, the movie star. The, the professor, professor and Marianne. Here on Gilligan. Ah, didn't they also boop. have one where they didn't even mention the professor and Marianne? The early they version like, of the things the and the rest. Yeah. And, and the rest. And, <laughs> and you know, they were black back in the day. And the rest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nico said he had some very interesting stories to share with us, so let's do that before we wrap up. But I do want to give you one more reminder to go to the comic strip this weekend to see BT. There's going to be one show tonight, two shows on Saturday. And, and one show Sunday, Sunday at 7.30. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. All right, what do you got, Nico? Uh, all right, Grand Rapids, Michigan Police Chief Eric Winstrom started the process to suspend Officer yes. Christopher Schur without pay and have him fired. Yes. He filed the papers yesterday after Kent County Prosecutor Chris Becker announced Schur would be charged to today with second-degree murder for the death of Patrick Loya, a black man killed during a traffic stop in April. Winstrom says no officer is above the law. Loya was shot in the head as he was on his stomach on the ground. Shot in the back of the, the head. The back of the head, bro. Yeah. On the ground, and sure was on top of him restraining him. Attorney Ben Crump, who represents Loya's family, says in a statement that the decision to charge Grand Rapids police officer Christopher Schur with murder in the shooting death of Patrick Loya was a crucial step in the right direction. Yes, it was. A North Carolina man was shot and killed by a school resources officer in Gadsden, Alabama yesterday after he reportedly tried to force his way into an elementary school and later a marked patrol vehicle. The suspect went to Walnut Park Elementary School and tried opening several doors to the building as teachers were inside for summer school. Good for that dude, The suspect, man. identified as Robert White of Bun Level, got into a struggle with the officer outside the school and tried to take his gun away. During the altercation, White was fatally wounded by the officer. Good. I mean, good. It's crazy right after. Jesus. I mean, ah. It, it sucks, but I'm glad he did it. Good for him. Good for him. Well, in happier news, Marvel Studios is recruiting Jake Schreier to direct its newest film, Thunderbolts. The film will center around a group of supervillains who complete secret missions for the government. The story is still in development. Oh, you mean Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's basically right. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so no cast members have been named yet. How about characters? Like what supervillains? Electro? Uh, I think Platform Man or Stilt Man. It used to be one of them. Oh, my 
God. This is this a comic book? Yeah, character? comic book stuff. I never, watched, I never, I never like, I never got into comic books. That's why I did, I'm, I'm not really into Marvel or the uh, what's the other one? DC. Yeah, I'm not into that stuff. I'm not into that stuff. I'm really not. I'm, I'm, did you get into any comic books like Richie Rich? None. Or? I got into none. <laughs> but the only one I watch for movies though are the Batman's. I, yeah. I, I been, and to me, I think the best one. Et was, was busy having girlfriends, and I, I didn't have girlfriends. I was a dork. So I, I, all I want to do is wrestle and get out of Oklahoma. That was my that was my goal. Well, insiders say that Schreier blew Marvel executives away with his proposal for the film, and he's been named director with Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige producing. What was your favorite Batman film? The one with Bane. Man, because that resonates dark, even to, to dark this day. Night, dark Knight Returns. He adopted the dark. Yeah, yes, when he, I uh, was born in it. But the but the way he did that speech in front of the uh, in front of the jail. Yeah, remember that? And he goes. Uh, I mean, the way he did and everything in that speech where he talks about because it was dirty cops and they put those guys away for something they didn't do and it kind of it, it, it. Well, come it, on, they were legitimate supervillains. Some it, of them, the freaking scarecrow was in there. Yeah. Well, yeah, think, think about this, man. I mean, the, the the line between good and evil is everything about that movie. We read next today and and everything in life. That's the third one too, and it's very interesting. Not a lot of people uh, say the third one for their favorite. Uh, Here, I'll, throw, I'll give you one. My favorite Batman movie, Joker, the one with Joaquin Phoenix. It's not a Batman movie. Yes, no, they don't show Batman. They do. They, they show like little Batman. They show Bruce. It's a Bruce Wayne movie. Little Batman, not a Batman. Like Batman Junior. Like he's Batman a kid. Jr., yeah. Did you see Joker? Does he have a, a Christian cape? <laughs> capes for Christ. Capes, yeah, capes for Christ. Christ. Did you see? Did you see Joker? Yes. I saw it. Didn't you think that was great? That was good. I mean, no, I really. There's no I, superhero stuff. I thought no. It. I thought it was good. I mean, I I, I laughed. I thought the funny scene that little person. He thought he's gonna die. Hey, hey. Yeah. He oh goes, my god. And he didn't kill. Him. I thought that was great. He thought he's gonna die. And he just let him go. Arthur, can you get the lock <laughs> yeah, for me? I thought that was man. That was hilarious. I mean, I was supposed to laugh. At I that think scene, I did laugh out loud. That man. was funny. That was funny. Yeah, well, good. finally, if you like spicy foods, there's bad news. The latest national shortage is going to be sriracha sauce. Hoi Fung <gasps> Foods Incorporated, the nation's leading sriracha sauce manufacturer, gave the heads up to customers in a recent letter. Because of bad weather last year, the sun-ripened red jalapeno hybrid chili peppers used for the hot sauce are in very short supply. Other sauces that use chili peppers may also be affected. The company says uh, expect it to be uh, not till September till you see more. What, what is it with this country now? Yeah. I mean, what, it hit sriracha finally. No, 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 no milk for the kids. I mean, seriously, no, uh, no formula. No, no formula. You know what I'm saying? Formula for the kids. So women can't I've breastfeed. I've been able to find Dr Pepper Zero like in forever. I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? Mm. <laughs> Got to wrap things up, guys. <laughs> uh, I want to remind you: you can see BT this week at the El Paso Comic Strip. Nico, you doing any comedy anywhere? Because you're not doing it here. <laughs> <laughs> you merely adopted company. Yeah. I was born in it. I was raised by it. I never, I never saw it. I never became headlining, but I became here. By then, I was blinding. Hey, a uh, reminder to anybody who won our WWE tickets this week, get them before the close of business. They're, they're here at the station, so get the WWE tickets here. That includes Carlos, who won the WWE and the Lamb of God. Be aware of the heat. It's going to be in excess of oh, it's 105. Hot. It's going it's to be hot. hot. <laughs> I'm that- not going to lie. That was the one for me. I'm sorry. I'm all the whole show. <laughs> when you do a comedy because you're not doing it. <laughs> we got to uh, wrap things My up. My specialty. <laughs> and we'll be back Monday. So long.